All right, we are live. After oh. 20 minutes of shenanigans. <clears throat> oh, I just realized the background's all messed up. But, ah, whatever, I'll leave it. You guys know what this is. Yes. It's half right there, so. Yes. We'll fix it. Yeah, this I'll fix it This is the first time later. I'm joining, so we're working yeah. it out. All right. Hello, God, everyone. Yeah. God help anybody who watches this. <laughs> Welcome. We we can be serious. Just a disclaimer. We can be serious when we want to be. We're just but, psychotic, in a good way. Yeah, lately. we're all we're all twenty pounds of crazy. Five pound bag. Seems great. <laughs> <laughs> Saw that one coming. <laughs> I'm sorry for any listeners who just had their eardrum blown out by that squeal. <laughs> I apologize. Oh. <laughs> <coughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Films and Fandoms with Kaylee. <laughs> Today. Alex is joining me again, and this time I have a very special guest this episode. And hopefully future episodes if they let me. Because because my special guest is my partner, Cameron. Hello. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be... Oh, shit. We got one viewer in the Twitter and my dog Jet might jump up in my lap and join us. Uh, he's pretty in the mood to play, so we'll see if he stays. I don't. Is there a trend? Yeah, so just um, me. <laughs> in case you missed the shenanigans that have happened. Oh your god! Here we go. <laughs> um, there. So if you're actually shit, hang on. Okay, I got it. I got Down it. here, bud. Yeah, take so, take it away, Cam. If, <laughs> so the last live that these two did, I had watched it, but later we found out that Dean Devlin had watched it. And AKA tweeted, the godfather of the yep. show we're gonna be talking about. The man we are literally yep. here for. <laughs> Yeah, he so, uh, yeah. gave me a he, um, heart attack when he tweeted, he tweeted about, it. <laughs> about the podcast. And a uh, funny story. And then he you... liked half of the tweets we tweeted at him. Yeah, we're yeah. kind of worried that he's going to block us because we're spamming his phone. But <laughs> yeah. we love you. Don't yes, block we us, you. please. We can be professional life swear. <laughs> we can be. All right, so, but yeah, so funny story about how I found out. So yesterday I had to go to work, so I went to get up, or I was uh, ended up waking up at like seven in the morning, or something like that. And so I looked at my phone to like see what time it was, and I saw that I had a notification that Dean Devlin had tweeted. It's for fucking joint right now. <laughs> Sorry. And then he tweeted, like, if you're 
a hardcore almost paradise fan you'll like this podcast and i was like oh no oh, shit. so i opened i immediately opened up the tweet like opened up twitter looked at the tweet and saw it was the last episode we did or me and alex did when we talked about the almost paradise episode on becoming he tweeted the twitch link to that video to like the video with the stream and i saw it and i was like fuck, <laughs> like, fuck. and i immediately text like send the screenshot and the tweet to the group chat that we have which is called leverage ot3 because we're yeah, OT3. for obvious reasons <laughs> and my immediate reaction was to flip the out. Yeah. I was in the chat. I was like, "Code red. We have a code red." Dean found out about the podcast. Fuck shit. God damn it. Damn it, Dean. And I wasn't yep. yet. <laughs> Panic. When I, when I, I could not go back to bed. But what was funny was Alex took forever to respond. So as I was like getting ready, I'm like waiting for her to respond, and I was like, "Alex, get your ass up." I was like, Alex, get your ass up. I want you to see this. So when yeah, I woke and then, up, I had notifications for her tweets. I apologize for blowing up your phones. And I apologize, Dean Devlin, for blowing up your notifications. No, because then it gets worse. I, I have <laughs> I have your post notifications turned on on Twitter, babe. So mm -hmm. when I opened my phone, there were like four notifications from you tweeting. <laughs> So I opened them and I'm like, shit, shit, shit. So then I saw all the messages from the group chat. I think it was like 300. <laughs> it was a lot. Most of it was just me cursing and going code red. We have a code yeah. red. So I opened the yeah, group chat well, and I'm like, yeah, well, what? I was, this is tea. Yeah, I was, I was I at work when that happened. You know that shit's bad for your body, babe. I don't care. Yeah, I would. I was asleep and then I woke up at like 4.20 and the first thing I do is I check my phone and I see Kaylee's flipping out in the freaking group chat and I'm like, what? And I had to go to fucking work. And then I clicked on it. I clicked on my Twitter, opened it, and I was like, what in the hell? And then later that day, I'm scrolling through through Facebook. Anybody posted about Facebook. I find the Almost Paradise official Facebook yeah. page. It's posted on there. And then later I find out through the group chat that Dean had posted it on his, on like, his personal Facebook personal page. Whatever. Yeah. And no, it was like me. I sent, I sent a screenshot of it and I'm like, I'm, and I'm, I'm like, like, I'm dead. Yeah. I, and then I can't like, I'm broken. He broke done day, it. We tweeted. I didn't think the man could do it, but he done it. He broke me. Throughout the day, ah, I used to tweet him. Shit, I'm going to get in trouble for my neighbors. A couple hours later, um, I checked Twitter again to see what happened. And, you know, these two mentioned me in all the tweets and whatever because we've been working together. Mm -hmm. And Dean liked all the tweets. He did. I got, like, notification that he liked, like, nine of my tweets. Yeah, especially that video that you did on TikTok of you simulating that you had woken up and checked your phone. You had reposted it to Twitter. He liked that one, too. <laughs> yes, CMB Pats fan. 
I get goosebumps when he just likes it. I said, "Yeah, I had a full blown freaking break. I don't even freaking know what it would be called." Yeah, and because I wasn't in the last stream, I wasn't in the last podcast. I wasn't too freaking out about it because at that point he didn't know I existed. Um, but then these two decided to mention me all over their freaking pages. Because you had agreed to be in this one, babe. And you're dating me, so you have to be a part of the chaos. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That's what you get. He knows I exist now. Yeah. He, he, he knows I exist yeah. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know how to feel. I'm just going to drink my soda. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. I've got the the stream open. To I have it open one. too. <laughs> we have it open too. And, and mind you, mind we're, you we're on Dean Devlin watch. We're on we Dean Devlin watch. About this, like ten minutes before we even went live. So this, like, yes, we have been freaking about this all freaking day. Yeah. So uh, this probably isn't our best moment. So Dean, if you see this, don't judge us. I'm sorry. Get in contact with us and actually see us yeah. in a professional light before you decide yes, to block yes. us. I promise we can be professional <laughs> when we want to be. Yeah. Um, Just when we get all together, it's it's like we become, quite literally, Parker, Curtis, and Elliot. Yeah. We got Alex is Elliot, apparently. No, I'm, I'm freaking Parker. Okay, personality-wise, I'm definitely Elliot. Yep. But yeah, I don't think you'd mind that. <laughs> but still. Yeah, I'm I'm a mix of both Harrison and Parker. That's a nightmare uh, waiting to happen. Yeah. Trust me. <laughs> Alright, so we should probably actually get into this episode now that our freakout session's over. Yeah. So what? Uh, <laughs> From here on out, we'll try to be professional. We'll try to keep it professional. As I down a volcano. Try. I guess I can't say anything. No, it's caffeine-free orange soda. And I got principal. I got the orange soda. See? We might have planned this out. Yeah. Yeah, I've got principal and orange soda, so I'm good. And a bandana. Yep. Alex has got the uh, the Elliot going. Yep. Yep. So yeah, before we spiral anymore, let's actually get started with this. So, (coughs) hello, welcome to another episode of Films and Fans with Kaylee. As I already said, I am joined once again by Alex. And I have my partner Cameron on this episode. So it's going to be fun. It's already been chaotic. Clearly. Let's get to this. So before, before I actually go into what we're going to be talking about. Oh, no, Alex. What? Hold on. Alex, Alex is. Okay. All right, so. They'll be back. So I'd like to thank our sponsor, nafco.org. Our electrical consultants, West PA Systems. And you can follow 
or you can go on my website, kaylasintelacting.com. So this episode, we're going to be talking about leverage. Season one, episode seven, The Wedding Job. One of my favorites. I love this episode. It is a good one. It's and one of my favorites for a certain scene. <laughs> yes. I'm going to try to get these two to keep it down to at least an hour and a half, given we spent time uh, freaking out. Yes, because Cam was no the one promises. that was yelling at me because they, they last one of them took like three hours. <laughs> All right, so and, uh, been a- before we get too far, just so anybody who comments or shares this or whatever, my pronouns are they them. Yes, Cam uses they them pronouns. Yeah. So, yeah, now that that's out of the way. So the episode summary is the team takes over the wedding for a mob boss's daughter to help the wife of a restaurateur who took the fall for a mob boss and ended up in jail get compensation. Things get interesting as the team ends up in the middle of an FBI investigation. Sadly, Miss Lee soon is having an early day tomorrow. Oh, well, thank you for joining, Pat's fan. Yes, this episode was directed... Jonathan Frakes. We need an actual drum. We need. I (laughs) don't. Yeah. AKA number one. (laughs) Number one. Yes. (laughs) Calm down, Alex. All right. Calm down. I have to geek out. Okay. Wait. Yes. So technically, this is a Star Trek reference. Just saying. No, I don't want to. I hate Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean? I'm a Star Wars fan. I don't like Me too. (laughs) Star Wars. Barf. We're going to have a talk about this later. Oh, dude, God. Oh, he does a great job in the director chair. Yes. Frank C is amazing. The writers for this episode are John Rogers and Chris Downey. Thank you for this amazing episode. Yes. This episode aired on January 13th, 2009, which I believe is just shy of my sixth birthday. God, I feel old. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And this is actually the third episode on the DVD. (laughs) 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 I just, I never got into it, okay? It's It's nothing against Star Trek. But I just now, never got into like, it. Well, I, I grew up it. as a Star Wars kid. I'm sorry. I did yeah, too. I so did I. But I recently got into Star Trek TNG because of a certain actor, Navar Burton. Yep, and Frank okay, Lee. okay, guys, 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 guys. Yes, I grew up with Star Wars, so focus. that's what I was exposed to. <laughs> Geek spiral. Yes. <laughs> All right, sorry. Carrying on. So. This episode aired, or technically is the third episode on the DVD. Somebody needs to redo those DVDs, damn. Well, actually, I actually have notes about that that I'll get into after. So I'm going to reopen this lovely Italian restaurant. I mean, it's a cute little Italian restaurant, too. Why is it always the cute places that get blown to bits? (laughs) 
Well, no, they didn't. It didn't get blown up to bits. bits. No, it just got shot at. There's the murder was committed there. Yeah. Yeah. Why do bad things always happen at the really cute places? Right. True. But like, Trees is like telling her husband Ray, like, I don't like you being alone with this guy. He's like, it'll be fine. Like, I'll give him his money and I'll be home for supper. Or whatever. Like, I love you. Give us a kid. What have I told you about? Sorry. My sin. We're going to be here forever. I'm, I was trying to show that, like, you're an adorable couple. But then, yes, a murder gets committed. And he gets framed for it, even though the mom. Yeah, very gets framed for the murder, yeah. So then, after that, we get take like the scene cuts to her talking to Sophie about what happened saying mm-hmm. like five years ago and he still has like ten years left time. on his sentence or something yeah. like that, yeah. And all she wants is money to get the restaurant back because the mob boss said that he was gonna take care of the family but they didn't see a dime. Yeah. Um then Nate gets all upset because he's the one that picks the clients and he's a Oh yeah Nate comes in and Whatever. he's immediately in asshole mode. Yeah. He's got to stick up his butt. <laughs> he does. Honestly, honestly, it's moments like this that I honestly hate Nate. And it's just like, Look, bro. I get the point the of hell? Nate is you're not supposed to, as usual. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Nate. But this is kind of like why it makes more sense being third. Because... It's more of an asshole. <laughs> yeah. They're still trying to figure things out. He thinks he's yeah. in control. Well, Nate's a control freak anyways. Oh, yeah. We knew that. Yeah, we knew that in the first episode, to be fair. I mean, yeah. Anytime that the team went off track, it was, what the hell are you guys doing? Or, and he'd, like, specifically telling Parker, like, no freelance. And, like, he has to control every little bit of everything. He can't control Parker. It's literally impossible. Fair enough. I mean... That's actually the plot point in season two, though. The whole control thing. (laughs) So, continuing on. Nate's even, like, a dick to Teresa. That is very true. It's very true, Pat's man. Maybe he felt so helpless about his son. I mean, that is a fair point. It's a good point. I mean, yeah, he found out that, you know, there's a guy in <laughs> prison that can't see his kid. Shit happened with Nate's kid. and Yeah. In his mind, he's connecting the dots, and it's, oh, shit, I'm a terrible person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, then Teresa, just, like, it's a wake up call. And this is when Teresa is saying how like she just wants what Moscone promised them and she like she or that she never got the money that Moscone promised last restaurant and Moscone has this big wedding plan for his daughter. Which is sort of a bit of a Chekhov's gone kinda maybe kinda because it comes into play that like that's how they like that's what they use to take down Moscone is the fact that his daughter is having a wedding 
Yeah, they, yeah. they use the wedding to their advantage. Yeah. A few of our team members get a little too involved. <laughs> we'll discuss that. We'll discuss that. We'll discuss that. <laughs> and, but the line that really resonated with me is his daughter, his princess, has this big wedding planned. And my daughter only knows her father through bulletproof glass. And as someone who's been kind of in that situation with not a parent but a grandparent not going to get into the story because we'd be personal yeah but i do have experience with that and that sucks so yeah you could hear like i yes. up immediately on like the jealousy in her voice and yeah def- that yeah and I'm like, resentment. Yeah, if I were, and I was I like, yeah, if the I would. Term. True. Resentment's the and, better term. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and what, and what I mentioned is also true too. So it's a combination of those three, yeah, put together. And it's like, if I was her, yeah, I would be in the same emotional boat as her. Mm-hmm. I can relate because I've been in that shoe where I've felt betrayed by the system. Mm-hmm. And. That's, I mean, it happens to pretty much everyone. At this point, the system yeah. will screw you over. <laughs> I think my favorite part of that beginning is the fact that um, Nate says, Well, if you want to help her so bad, why don't you write a check? And Sophie's like, If it comes to that, maybe I will. Uh, yeah, because after they find out Parker babe is babysitting. <laughs> Babysitting. Teaching the kid how to pick a lock. Hey. Crime is fun. Crime is fun. <laughs> somebody needs to make that into a t-shirt. Okay. Somebody, somebody make that into a t-shirt. And Dean Devlin, if you're listening to this, we need leverage merch. Okay. We need leverage merch. I'll buy the entire store. I swear. <laughs> Wait, I'm broke. I can't. Never mind. Come on, man. Leverage okay. merch. We, we can even design it for you. We're hardcore leverage fans, so like, and you don't oh, even have I, to pay I got, us. I got, wait, I got, I got, wait, I have, I have leverage merge, but none of it's relevant oh. to this episode. <laughs> even if you did have leverage merge, we need more. I have a mug that says Damn it, Hardison on it. Yeah, we don't get our first Damn it, Hardison for a little bit yet. Remind me. And I will have to use that mug when we get to the first David job. Or no, second David job is when we get the first David artist. <laughs> so remind <laughs> me to get that mug. Okay. We both will. But yeah, Nate's. Is it that far? <laughs> hey, I forget details easily. That's man. <laughs> but fun fact, the actress who plays the daughter is the actual daughter of the first AD. So, fun fact for you. That's kind of cool. It's the briefing and Sophie's immediately though on Nate's ass. When isn't she on Nate's ass though? True. Good point. (laughs) But what's interesting though is Nate's idea of morality here where he's like 
Like he starts victim blaming and is like, well, you should have thought of that before you got into bed with Nikki Moscone. Hindsight's twenty twenty, bro. Yeah. But it's interesting to consider what we find out in season well, season two and season three about Nate's relationship with his father. Almost. Almost. So it's just interesting that to kind of like keep this in mind for when we get to like that like season two, season three, when we get to those episodes dealing with Nate's father and how it ties. Yeah. And just just the way that he spoke, like his the way that his tone was, made me want to grab a fork and stab him. <laughs> no stabbing. But, but it's not Wednesday. He deserves it. Babe, stop encouraging, I swear to God. Can I at least hit Sorry, him babe. with my fist? Can I punch him? No. You, you can Damn take it. my wheelchair and run it into him, though. <laughs> hey! Yeah. I'm going to kick him in the shins. He's able to use mobility devices and understand that they can be turned into deadly weapons. I'm going to kick him in the shins. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I will kick him You're in the wrong. shins. I will kick him in the shins hard because he does no. it. I no. Yes, you no. can't stop me. You want to hey. run me over? Hey. You have to run me over. You ain't hey. stopping me. Hey, Alex, I don't need the chair to fight. Hey, Keep that in mind. You, you too. <laughs> yes, dear. What? <laughs> Behave. What? Sorry. No. Make me. Alex. I will do the thing. We're both well. To both of you. I ain't scared of you. Babe. Here we go. Son of a. Damn it, babe. Damn it, Kaylee. I hate you. You're evil. You just sent a photo of the Elliot stare. Yes, I did. My God. Anytime. Any of us does the Elliot stare, which I'm still working on mastering. Um, everybody else shuts up and listens. It's kind of scary. I broke me again. You were already broken, bro. We're all we yeah. were already broken from the shenanigans yesterday. Let's continue on. <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> anyways what's interesting though about what sophie says is like i really thought you'd get this nate Teresa doesn't want to just get paid she wants the man to destroy her family to pay you know if it doesn't come from him if it's not hurt in some way then there's no justice and that idea kind of comes back for the finale because that's kind of why the finale happens a bit. And we'll get... Yep. Like, yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. Anyway, but, okay. so what happens next? Artisan's like, just take the mob out. Sorry, Jesus Christ. I should not be drinking much soda. Artisan's so, like, just take the mob out of it. It's essentially a breach of contract. Yeah, and he's like, this is a breach of contract. And even Elliot's like, like these guys had a deal. Musk, Ray held up his end. He took the fall for the crime. 
and yeah, the deal never said the man had to spend life in prison. He just said yeah. he had to take the fall. Loophole. Yeah, like Ray took the fall for the crime. He lived up to his end of the deal, but Moscone didn't. When have you ever known a mob boss to hold up their end of the bargain? True. Well, I mean, Kyra did kind of threaten that she was going to beat Harry's ass. So, I mean, and she kind of did. I mean, she shoved him against the lockers in that episode, so. (laughs) (laughs) And for those of you who don't know, Kyra's my OC for my Leverage Man Fiction Theater's Girl. Which nobody here should read. No, you should read. You should read just it. don't share it. Just don't share it. We, we all write fan fiction here. Trust me, on AO3, there's worse. We, we had this discussion. Want, we just don't want the cast to find our work. Because then we'd be in trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moving on. And I would be embarrassed. More than I already Moving am on. right now. Well, Moving on. Okay. <laughs> and... Elliot, at, like after that whole thing, it's like for like for that, there's like no court of law in the world this lady can go to, for God's sake, which is exactly the case we take. Right. And even if there was, Moscone's probably got everybody in his pocket. Yeah. Or Todd dotted his I's and crossed his yeah. T's. He's, he's probably got a handful, maybe more, of dirty cops at his disposal. We're just so smart at covering his tracks. Or, like I said, dirty cop because they value money more than their job. Honestly, I would love to know what happened to Moscone after the episode ended. I wonder if Dean has. Well, I mean, because prisons. <laughs> yeah, but what happens once he's in prison? I mean, how many people did he tick off? Probably what not. Once he's in there. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Find out what the heck happened. Honestly, what happens to all the marks that these guys put in prison or take down? See, I, in season two, something I had always wanted. Was I thought it would be interesting to like have Moreau come back? Yeah, I know we had talked about yeah. it in some fashion for him coming back in Redemption. Yeah, whether it was but him it would or like a a recording or a note that he had left for Elliot to find. Like maybe Moreau has one last contact left. He sends the note or the recording to them. That contact is the new guy that they that the team takes down, mm-hmm. they take them down, they find the recording or the note. Or if it's some way connected to R.I.Z. Yeah. You never know. That, mm-hmm. that, Dean, you better be taking actually, notes, man. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah Dean Devlin, yeah, take notes. That could notes. be possible. That could be possible. And, and I, we're yeah, all I writers. Wanna, yeah, so. I also, yeah, I also want season three, to, we, 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 we can write for season three. We can write we for redemption season three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, also, that kind of would not pay. I mean, every, yeah, but like. The only two things I will accept not being paid for is my fan fiction, and that's only because I do it in my own free will. Yeah, I mean, I would actually. I work because I have to. Yeah, I would love to see Quinn come back. Oh, Quinn Crawford. Mr. Quinn. Oh, <laughs> yes, <and> Quinn. Sterling. <laughs> we need, we need Sterling back. We need, we need Sterling. Sterling back. 
I, after that fight with him and oh, Elliot, darling. Yeah. See, my th interesting. What I what it, what would kind of be interesting about Sterling coming back is how he would interact without Nate as his and foil. Did, and did he go to Nate's funeral? Well, I imagine he did. I mean, they were friends. And... Right. But I think that would be, like, interesting to touch on. Bye, like... Pats fan. Thank you for joining. Thanks. Uh, but yes, we should probably continue. Get back. Yes, Dean Devlin, we're available. <laughs> yeah. So basically, it, it also kind of what's interesting is after Nate's like, like why Teresa? And Sophie's like, I don't know. But then she pauses for a second and considers it, and she's like. Well, her man's gone to jail for 15 years and she's waiting for him for 15 years. Do you have any idea how hard it is to wait for someone? And the, Which the fact freaking that she two-toned much? Yes. Yeah, it's like... Projecting? But she's yeah. looking like right at Nate. She's staring right at him. It's basically with like, like she's saying... Look in her eyes. Like, like, she's saying, I waited for your ass. And you like, I'm, I am waiting exactly. for you. You did nothing, and I am here now. It's time for you to get your head out of your ass and come to me. Which we find out why that's a bad idea, but it's yes, Haley. You <laughs> realize what you just said, right? Yeah, <laughs> what's funny is Nate's like, okay. Let's go rob Nicky Moscone, a guy who kills people and, and lives, lives in our, in our city. But he does the biggest freaking eye roll I have ever seen. My God. He didn't even try to hide it. He did not try to hide it. He didn't even try to hide it. Freaking hilarious. What's funny is they go to surveil the mansion and it's like your stereotypical mom McMansion. And then Sophie, then Harson points out that there's an FBI van with plumber on the Sophie side. Said, and Sophie's so offended. She's like, oh, what is it? 1978 all over again? I really hope yeah. the FBI actually yeah. does. Yeah, this is funny because I, I wrote down what she said. She's like, plumber, oh, that's so cute. And she's fantastic about it. I love the real that. Better do better. Yeah. True. But anyways, they, they would do like a catering van or something. But yeah. But the idea is this is supposed to be like typical like 70s mob movie tropes. Like 70s, yeah. 80s, 90s mob movie tropes. Yep. Yeah. Typical like, well, the this is weird. The only mob movie that comes to my mind is freaking Boondock Saints. <laughs> oh, I love Boondock Saints. I keep meaning to watch that one on St. Patty's Day, but I never do. Okay. So. Okay. I, I am a little bit Irish, so I got an excuse. Oh I have Irish and uh, Scottish ancestry, so. 
I'm a quarter Italian, so this episode is definitely interesting because <laughs> it's a lot of Italian, like it's kind of Italian mob, which yeah. is maybe why I slightly made my OC Kyra Italian. I thought we weren't going to talk about fan fiction. You're right, moving on. And so basically Nate's like, oh, so we're going to take someone else's surveillance. Which and apparently the, the building was like, oh, sorry. They, they would take the FBI's surveillance, which they only have one bug in the house. <laughs> yeah, we find out they have like one bug in the house. But this mansion that they're uh, they're like sh- looking at was apparently walking distance from Dean Devlin's house. That mansion was really beautiful. It was. But there's also a snake wrangler on set because there was a... There's like there's a bunch of rattlesnakes in the area. And Honestly, that's like no, why wouldn't there be, you know? I mean it is California. True. God damn it, now I have rattlesnake smell playing in my head. Moving on. Let's go. <laughs> Been a long time since I wore this rattlesnakes. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Bad. Uh-uh. All right, I'm sorry. Moving on. So Parker and Harder. Do the thing Parker, again. I swear, Alex. Parker and Hardest and introduce himself. <laughs> Parker and Hardison are introducing themselves to our, the FBI agents Taggart and McSweeten. The two <laughs> FBI. The most. But, but their aliases are Th- Thomas and Hagen. Which is the main character in the Godfather? Main character, which Thomas Hagen is the main character in the Godfather book. So that's where the alias comes from. That's adorable. And so they get in the van, and they have a single bug in the barbecue. Harrison's <laughs> like offended <laughs> at how, like these guys are doing this so he like he like gets the file like he gets the files like it's like it plugs in a thing and like clears it up a bit but parker is the moment where parker is like getting close to mcsweeten to steal his badge to clone it and parker sniffs him <laughs> it's it's parker what do you expect well this is where the recurring bit of parker sniffing things comes from and a lot of like the conversation that goes on between Parker and McSweeten is Beth and Gerald, the actor who plays McSweeten, they improvised most of it and was just playing off of things that were in the band set that they had. <laughs> and <laughs> Elliot gets to do a little bit of photoshopping because he, he puts his photo over the badge and <laughs> it's like, so cute though he's like I got it <laughs> like, yeah so like they get out of the van and Parker puts the badge back on she's like getting flirty a bit and then like what? winks which no wonder Mick Sweden was obsessed with her in the later episode Jesus 
Look, I may be a caniac at heart. And I have to compete with that, and it's kind of annoying. No, see, the thing is, babe, I know I would never... <laughs> There's a reason why it's fictional. And a celeb crush, see, there's a difference. That is true. Celeb crush is, you know, it's never going to happen. But that doesn't mean I don't have to compete. Um, you ain't got nothing on CK, baby. Neither do you. <laughs> and you fucking know it. Yup. So, <laughs> it's my six feet, and it's like, she smells like jasmine. Hacker, <laughs> just like, like, get yourself together, dude. <laughs> what, man? Mm -hmm. But Elliot, and then w with the new badge that Elliot just made, he's so proud of himself. It's mm -hmm. he He's walking through the FBI offices with the flash drive for the files that Hardison gave him. He's all like. I don't have to type anything, right? I have to... no. Yeah. But <laughs> what's funny, there's a continuity error. Oh, it's a continuity God. error because he's walking down the hallway. No glasses. But it goes into the FBI room with the servers. And he has his glasses on. You know, you know how many times I've seen that episode and I didn't even notice. <laughs> I honestly Dave. didn't pick up on it until now. I and, and yeah, I have a note about that. It's like him in a suit, the freaking ponytail, and the freaking <laughs> wire whim glasses. Here we go. I suit, love hair up, glasses. hair up. Okay, hair here up. we go. Obsessing over CK. Here we go. Hey, we gotta do it at least oh, one per episode, baby. Know this. Yes. Dude, don't show him this. I swear to God. Yes, <laughs> Dean, do not show him. Don't this. you okay, dare. Do not. do not. Watch him find it by himself. By himself. Because, I mean, hey. Dean and him probably follow each other on Twitter. So if Dean tweeted about it, it's going to show up on CK's feed. Fuck. <laughs> no. Don't say that. But let's face it. How often do you think that man's on Twitter? Fair enough. True. But the funny thing is when Elliot goes to, or moving on, so when Elliot opens up the cabinets, which is funny is he has to like pull it, like pull the lock up to get the That's door open, but he opens it. Budgets. You get the shitty cabinets. <laughs> when he, op he opens it and it's cassette tapes. And funny. He's, he like, he's looking at the drive and he's like, well, shit, this wasn't, <laughs> like, this wasn't what Horson said it would be. Your little thing. And Elliot's just like, it's tapes. Harrison's like, like tapes? You mean like cassette tapes? And Elliot's like, I just, just said tapes. Like, he's like banging the thing against the it's so He's making the flash out because he's like, the fat ain't gonna work. What do, you, what do you want me to do? Harrison, punch somebody. And oh, also, this room is the hardest working room in show business. <laughs> yeah. Which is basically what they call the room that's like the office. They just set dress differently to make it do in the office. Yeah. And the fact that when Artisan says punch somebody, the way that he said it, 
the tone. Yeah, because Harrison's like, well, at least you ain't got to type nothing. You know, it's like, Harrison, how am I supposed to walk out of the FBI offices with a box full of surveillance tapes? And Harrison's just like, this motherfucker. I don't know. Punch somebody. Punch somebody. (laughs) And then it's like, oh, I'm going to punch somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the look on his face immediately after Elliot said that, he's like, Oh hell no! You better not punch me. Uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Then, then Elliot's just shoving tapes in the like the box. And Arson's like, "You're welcome." And I was like, "Was that so hard? <laughs> you couldn't have done that right off the bat." But he's like grinning that through his teeth. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know how those two work together. Yeah, that's the fun. Boom. Have you seen those two? Like. Not as Arson and Elliot. crap. Oh, they're freaking awesome. I love it. I seriously, I love those two together. In a like in a romantic like friendship kind of way, because they, they like, crack me up. I've good. seen videos of when Christian would perform at bars. A couple of times, Aldis would like come on first and like hype up the crowd. And my favorite and one. Then they would well, do- those two, like, come to mind. One, I think it was, I think it was at Duke's, maybe. But um, he, he was like, no. But first, he couldn't, couldn't even freaking hear him because the crowd was so goddamn loud. But like, once mm-hmm. the crowd found somebody, is like, like, like these guys came in, and he's like, now who knows? The house rules. Crap goes <laughs> ballistic, but it's like, like. Get a drink in your hand. Get loud as you mother, get loud as you motherfucking can, and then make some noise for Kane. And the only reason I'm not interrupting her right now is because I'm obsessed with that song. <laughs> Damn it, I said that a lot. Hey, then he came on <laughs> calling all kinds no. of women. But there's another one where he does come out to perform the house rules, and it's funny. He's like. Aldis does his thing and like starts saying like Jerry Ryan's in the crowd who will play Tara Cole, Drew Powell who will play Hurley in another episode, and uh, like some crew person was there. But then he's like, like make like he hypes up the crowd. Kane comes on, but it's funny he kind of like struts on, and then there's like the come on because like his fingers are kind of wrapped, so you just see the rabbit, yeah, it's like, like come his on. knuckles are wrapped. And he's just like, come on. He's like, come on. Come on. Louder. And then they like oh, get more. prepared yes. to like do their handshake and do it. Because then Elvis goes off stage. You want to spring together more often. <laughs> their their friendship is just Yeah. But it's funny so like after Chris after Alice leaves, Chris is like, there's some roots in this motherfucker. <laughs> those those guys are just Oh, wow. They're freaking nuts, and I love them. Okay. Oh, have you seen the latest pictures of Otis, though? Okay. Damn. God damn. Babe, babe. Sorry. Think of this like Dean is watching right now. You really want him? Crap. I don't Fair give enough. a crap. I don't Fair care. Enough. At this point, I don't care. All right, moving on. <laughs> so, Harrison's bitching because he had to listen to 74 hours of the mob on Walkman. As <laughs> they <I'll> sit down, <laughs> and but then like Nate's like, okay, like what do you got? And her, 
and hers is like like Jersey Boys is like awesome. And it's like, no, we're just must go and keep his money. And Harrison reveals that it's under his wife's Heather, his wife Heather's name to protect it from the feds. Which I don't even know if that works in the real world. I'm not going to get into that because I do not want my door busted down. Moving on. So, so it doesn't. If they're married, they have the same last name, it can be correct. No, I think it's more like to get get a warrant yeah. or whatever. I don't freaking know. I'm not a lawyer. It, could they legally <laughs> touch I don't even play one on TV. They could legally touch it because they're married. So the assets mm. are consolidated. I don't know. I know it's because I've know. done research on this. Of course you have. <laughs> Our research nut, Alex. Yeah. Uh, but the dance like like can you cut the codes? Harrison's like he gets very sassy and annoyed like when but, like, not. <laughs> but he's basically he's like, No, you can't. The <laughs> codes that the Moscow code. can change any time he damn well pleases. pleases. Like the where like the African dictators keep their dirty money and like the cartel keep their money like no problem. And uh, honestly, like, though, no, you're very Hardison, negative lately. You think if Hardison could crack that, he'd be working with with the team. Man would be employed with the FBI. <laughs> Probably. I'm gonna carry on. It's like you know you're very negative lately. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> it just... says the negative Nancy. True. It's like in the sass, it doesn't help. I and it's like, we're just must go and keep this liquid assets. Cash. House, which he calculated to be, what was it, like two, two million? million. Which, <laughs> two, that's way too much money. For literally anybody. <laughs> Because one thing to have that in a bank account, but not just freaking cash. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that's begging to be robbed. Which they do. They do rob it. True. True. <laughs> but Nate's like trying to find a way in, and Elliot suggests hitting one of the bagmen and rolling the dice on a big payout. And Parker's like, or we could tunnel in from the neighbors. I love how they each suggest something that matches with their specific skill set. Like Elliot hidden one of the bagmen, Parker tunneling in. Parker would tunnel in. She it? would, but Nate's like, hey, like he sees that on the, on Harrison's screen, there's photos of like Heather talking with like some a group of people. I think. Yeah. And he's like, okay, that's our way in. Let's go. Yeah. So basically, they're gonna use Moscone's daughter's wedding to go in. Yeah. Or this is after they hear. This is after they hear one of the conversations between where, Moscone and his wife, which where uh, Heather says that one time seventy. Oh, uh, so sorry, <laughs> sorry. Okay. They go in as planners and helpers for Wait, the. Or, honey, though, is like this conversation that Sophie 
sorry, I have a note relating to this and it, and <laughs> so Heather is like, Moscone is pissed about people coming to his house and I was like, let's just gank yoga instructor. I can't even touch your toes. So he's of me is like, it's kind of like an opera, ain't it? And it's like me because I want to run away. Lido. Which is which is one of the lines in Christian Kane's song, more than I deserve is sometimes even now I want to run away. But then that led me down a rabbit hole of thinking about Christian Kane's music and like how it's basically a story, which is like how opera is, is it telling a story. All that same rabbit hole. Yes, I always go down the same rabbit hole. So do I. It's fine. I'll probably go into more of Christian Kane about Christian Kane's music when we talk about like the studio job. I'm gonna die okay. here in that episode. I swear. <laughs> so, that's like my sorry. That's, that's I overanalyze everything, baby. Know that. That's my favorite episode for reasons. Yes, we know, Alex. We know. We know. <laughs> we know. We know. But Nate takes that basically as an invitation. So yes, they go in as wedding planners. But Heather, we need to talk about Heather, the the stepmom. The annoying bitch. What a fucking <laughs> bitch. Where's my taser? Hey, no tasering. What? what like, okay, no where's my fork? I want you to stab Fine. her. Fine. Taser, no fork. All right, fine, taser. Fine. <laughs> yeah, Sophie introduces herself as Ruby Holden. Glenn yeah, Planner. But Heather is already being a fucking bitch because she's like, you can already see she's taken over the her stepdaughter's wedding. Yeah, because I think as they're going down the stairs to answer the door for Sophie and the others, um, the bride reads off the thing. That Maria that, is her name. Yeah, that Maria reads off the thing that her mm, and but, wait, her the bride and groom release a dozen white doves. Yeah, that's and, that's extra. <clears throat> well, yes, it's extra, but like, no, I would not. Like, I personally would not do that because that's way too dramatic. <laughs> yeah, I'd be good just signing the piece of paper and calling your dad. You know what, babe? <laughs> Honestly, same because then I can spend it however uh, much money I want on really the after party. About me. <laughs> you know what? The after party, after party is the fun part, anyways. Exactly, because you get the cake. That's the one that won't drink when they're twenty-one. <laughs> so Parker comes. <laughs> Parker's like a tailor. Moving on. Parker's like a tailor. Yeah, she does. Elliot is the chef. Which, given, obviously. We'll, yeah, we'll find out why here in a minute. And, but Hardison is like the florist slash DJ. And Nate's the priest. Can we just say Hardison's freaking outfit is freaking adorable? I more want to know how Nate kept it together being in that outfit and being a priest. <laughs> True. Well, because he was supposed <coughs> to be a priest. Oh, yeah, he went to school. To be he went to seminary school. Yeah, he went to seminary out. school, but oh. flunked out, basically. 
And this, that's kind of ironic. And I wrote that as a note. It's like Nate being the priest. That's freaking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is then, like, Sophie's just standing around, like, looking in, like, the living room or whatever. And it's like, looking at, looking around and conceptors, like, where are we at? And Sophie totally takes that in the wrong context because she's like, way off I don't know. I think you need to ask yourself that question. You called me, remember? Like, I work together every day. I don't know what you want. And you ask me that. Trust is a figure. You're a very strange man. Which, projecting onto the con. Sophie, you know better. I'm sorry. You know I love you, Sophie. But... You know better. And Nate's like, no, where are we with the money? Like, where are we at with finding the money? And so it's like, I haven't found it yet. And Parker says there's no saves. I love she how sounds disappointed. I love how in that scene, after Sophie walks away, we get a second frame with just Nate standing there like, what the Hi, Perry. Hey, Perry Landrel, everyone. Yeah. Hi. Yes. Um, so but, this is Cameron. <laughs> but yeah, that that second worth of frame that we get with Nate just standing there, like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> kind of is like that. And also, there's this moment where I think Sophie's starting to realize that Nate is not the same man she once knew. Yeah. I mean, to, to be that fair, kind of they knew. Didn't they know each other before? They did know each other because they had yeah. a flirty. Yeah, because when he was working with insurance, he was still married, and he still had had a son. So that's when Sophie and him knew each other, because they were, like, chasing each other across Europe or whatever. And then his son dies, he changes, whatever. Becomes a drunk bastard. Though, to be fair, he was probably a little bit of a bastard before. Just drinking made it worse. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah. excited to meet Maggie, though. That's fun. I love Maggie. But, um, but yes, yeah, so basically, yeah. <laughs> but Nate's saying to keep him like, posted every 15 minutes. And, and then he goes into the kitchen where Elliot is preparing. Which, because Christian Kane can actually cook. Babe, yep. we all know that. We all know that. And if you, but he had a little show. Don't even bring up the show, I swear to God. You know I have to, babe. <laughs> yeah. I have to. No, we no, have no, to. No, please. Sorry, but yeah, no, we have no, to. No, please, no, babe. Yep, too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Too late. Do it. Do it, Kaylee. No, no. Hey, hey, stop it. Stop it, both of you. Stop. It's fine. Don't embarrass me in front of my friends. Stop. Too late. <laughs> you know, I have, I have, I have to, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it tame, I promise. Okay, but are you more worried that we'll embarrass you in front of your friends or in front of Dean? Both. Uh, Anyways. <laughs> so, <laughs> my reason is. Christian Kane had a show called Kane's Kitchen, which I must say is very inappropriate and balls to the wall. Insanity, but it was a damn good time. 
Fairy. Gosh. <laughs> Wait, what? 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 <laughs> Good point. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. I love that. I love that. We hey, haven't don't, talked. Don't involve yeah. me in this, Perry. Don't you oh dare. We haven't a talk. We haven't a talk. I swear, you need to but tell me everything. You just, you want to know some of the balls to the wall insanity. Here's some quotes. Nope. Nope, we're not doing quotes. Skip. Why? Skip, skip ahead. Skip ahead. Come on. Okay, what if Christian <laughs> finds this? What do you, I don't care. I was I don't talking care. to you, Alex. Shut up. Neither does Kaylee. Kaylee doesn't care at this point. Yeah. Long, How much worse can it be? Sharp knife. <laughs> Touching other places. Eats a slice of apple. That makes me want to get naked. <laughs> uh, there's a pull-out joke. A fork joke. Like, I'm going to fork this up. Somebody get me a Hey! Hey! <laughs> and also, um, my personal Where's favorite my one. A rainbow of just socks. <laughs> and that is why. And there was also women making cocktails with various interesting professions, like um, a mechanic. There was a sniper. <laughs> What's a sniper? Hey, no one. No one, Perry. No one. <laughs> no, no, one. No. no one. Perry? No one. Yes, you heard it wrong. <laughs> it was a Christian King quote from King's Kitchen, where after he ate a slice of apple, he said, I think with like some blue cheese, it's like blue cheese. Alex saw it. She knows what I'm talking about. Yes, blue cheese. It was some like blue cheese dipper. Yes. And that's he, he ate a slice of the apple with the dipping sauce and was like, it says that makes me want to get naked. And there's more jokes dealing with that. There's there's a lot of quotes, and that's there's a lot of reasons why I haven't watched it because I'd be but, dying the entire time. Yeah, I was in, like red faced, yes, from laughing. But during so the audio commentary, they talk about how like they originally were making Elliot the chef. To like, to like undermine his tough guy image, but then they found out Kane can actually cook. Yeah, so that doesn't. They just <laughs> added it to his story. And I think the French Connection job later. Yeah, I think there's. Yep. Um, I think it's actually Fr the French Connection job audio commentary. There's some audio commentary where John Rogers is like, "He's just too damn good." Like, there's something <laughs> that man can't do. Yeah, he, he can act, he can sing, he can cook. Dance? I mean... I the mean... There's one thing, there's one thing that he can't do. There's one thing that he can't do. What? Get a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Christian, ignore her if you see this. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. We love you. Don't do this. Oh, Christian. Perry, no. Well, no. He does have a girlfriend. I remember the Redemption After Show podcast. He said he has someone. Great. Now Christian's going to block all of us. Fuck <coughs> oh, me. 
Because Dean is gonna show this to him. Kaylee, Kaylee, read what Perry said. I read it. What did Perry I'm not say? repeating it. What did Perry say? <laughs> it's very inappropriate. No. <coughs> okay. Perry, you're gonna get me in trouble. Then he does did have a girlfriend. Because that's why he wrote different kind of night. I know. Oh my god. Perry, you and I need to be friends. I swear to God. He is talented, but he's also a fucking dumbass. True. Which I mean to me, that's part of the attractiveness, but the man would lose his own head if it wasn't attached. Probably, and you would cop up to it too. But, anyways, carrying on. We love you, Christian. Yes, we love you, Christian King. Don't ignore. Otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this. Yes. Wouldn't be doing this. We didn't love you. But, yes. But, Nate. Oh, it basically says he hasn't started yet. And Nate's like, means pitching. He's like, you know, I haven't gotten the single answer I was looking for. And then he looks and it's like, what are you doing? I got 200 people I gotta feed. Back off. He's <laughs> so into his cover. True. And he's got a very sharp knife in his hand. So, of course, you don't he want does. to piss him off. Yeah. <laughs> but then Elliot's like, what? You think the only thing I know how to do is bust heads? Yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, oh, no, oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's he like the, stumbling over his words. And yeah, then he literally. does the whole. You hold a knife like this. Oh, it, it does this. I have a prop knife. knife. I have a prop knife like this. Well, actually, now that I'm thinking of it, because Wait, is this that is demon blade it's a thirty. It's it's the demon blade from Supernatural. My brother three printed for it because I wanted props. Anyways, actually, speaking of Supernatural. Oh, dear God. No, no, <laughs> I promise. So when Christian Kane guest starred on Supernatural in the episode last call, the showrunner, Andrew Dabb, which he doesn't like Jensen Ackles. So there's an interview him saying he doesn't like Jensen Ackles. Anyways, he would post a quote on his Twitter where he would like say a quote that related to the episode and it was like to tease what was going on in the episode well kind of for, like what kind of like what misha did in that uh alternate universe episode when he tweeted those things <laughs> we'll let misha meagle yep. <laughs> but anyways the, the quote went before last call aired was like what you think the only thing i know how to do was bust eds which was in reference to the fact that Dean is sings in that episode and really freaking good. Like that is my favorite scene that Mine whole too. season. Yeah. And it was and the only reason it, I tolerated yeah. season 15. And I may have freaked out when I found out Christian King was guest starring and that he was singing. And but then he ripped my heart out. During the fight sequence, because I'm such a leverage fan, I was half expecting Christian's character to win. And then I'm yeah, like, because shit, what show is this? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it this ain't show. leverage. This that, is yeah. supernatural, which rips everyone's yeah. freaking hearts out and does not listen through. to its fans and fucks everything up. 
But yeah, the fact that <laughs> those two freaking Texas boys didn't have any stunt doubles. No, because it's funny. I want to know. I want to know who thought it would be a good idea to let Jensen Texas boy Ackles and Christian fucking Oklahoma Kane do a fight scene together. <laughs> okay, don't get me wrong. Don't get me yeah, wrong. And that was a yeah, and that was that was a badass true. fight scene. It was awesome. And them two together, especially after like Lee dies, really gets impaled. Yeah, but the, the the fact that Jensen actually got hurt because of the fucking pool cue. No, that's not what I was freaking out. <laughs> do you do you recall? Christian, yes, Christian fucking Oklahoma Kane Perry, that is his nickname. Yeah, Perry, get in the program. I believe I have discussed this, and we all know. All right. So for those, to retell the story for Perry, Christian Kane got the nickname fucking Oklahoma because one night he was playing poker with the actor who plays Nate, Timothy Hutton, and Sal Rubinek, who played the villain in the Nigerian job episode, they were playing poker and he was probably had a few drinks. You know, he's playing poker with the boys. And he... (laughs) Fair enough, because I've seen him bring a whole bottle of Jack on stage. (coughs) So, (laughs) anyways, he decided it would be a good idea to toss the football around, but he was wearing his cowboy boots because he's Noki boy and uh, ate shit on the concrete. And uh, busted his face up. Yep. Which is why we get right got the, line, the the last episode in the stork job. How was I supposed to know it was a lesbian bar? Is yeah. <laughs> to explain that injury, and it was that's that's how we got the nickname "fucking Oklahoma." Yeah, he deserved yeah. it, and he deserved that nickname. Yep. Did, yes. And also, I'm made full of fucking Oklahoma. Yes, we all know Alex. (laughs) Babe, why don't you put the knife away before somebody reports us? It's plastic. It is fine. But anyway, so, yeah, that's that's the story with the busting heads line. So, and Elliot's like, you hold a knife like this, cuts through an onion. Or, hold a knife like this, cuts through, like, eight Yakuza and what was it? Six I can't. In like 10 seconds. <laughs> like four seconds. Screams carnage. People are like knives. Everything's in context. He did the knife flippy thing. Yes, which is what I was trying to do, but I ain't fucking Oklahoma, so I can't. Okay, Christian, if you see this, you need to teach us how to do that. Yes. Please. I, I need to know how to do that. Okay, so here, continue on. Basically, it, it's kind of parallel to the line we get with Parker later, where she's like, I think people are like, locks really complicated and frustrating. You can't force them. You have to take time and be fiddly. You learn to be patient and just wait until you hear the click. I don't have the patience to hear the click. I just break the lock. <laughs> right, Ben? Hey, Perry? Perry. <laughs> Perry, hey. behave! What did he say? <laughs> Look, this is this is it's an inside joke that started because I 
Maybe it's an inside joke that has never gone away. That's all I need to know. That's funny. Yeah, but then Harry, oh. you better behave. Fucking Heather then walks in. She wants to try the cooking. And I yes, so she tries the hors d'oeuvres and Nellie's proud this. of himself. <laughs> Just <laughs> do not. Definitely. Do not. Yes. <laughs> All right. Fine. I was you trying to promote something with NAFCO. And I was and I, I at school. I was trying to promote something with NAFCO at school. And I was a little pissed off that I couldn't, that they wouldn't let me promote NAFCO stuff. So then I was at, we were at one of our meetings and I was bitching to everyone about it. And I meant to say <laughs> first. Second came out <clears throat> of my mouth. And since then, it's been an inside joke. Yeah, sounds like you. Yeah. But carrying on. So fucking other comes in. She Elliot's like. Yeah, he's like, she's like, hors d'oeuvres. Like, she doesn't even fucking say, can I try the hors d'oeuvres? She just says, hors d'oeuvres. Bitch. You know, it's like, yes, ma'am. Backhand her. Stuffed mushrooms, pine nuts, sun-dried tomatoes, and lemon juice. Which is huge for this episode, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Chekhov's gun. And then, but like, he like slides over, feeds a bit to Heather, which... But her reaction to it. Yeah, she like she eats eat. it. And then she fucking spits it in the sink. In front of him. And then you can see Elliot just drop like Yeah, he's you like, fucking you bitch. Her, I swear. <laughs> the nice You wanted to murder her. I wanted to murder her. Who the heck Do women like being fed? Perry. Um Perry. I mean, he's not wrong. To quote, this is actually. <laughs> this oh, is my no. favorite episode we've done. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> Women do now. like being fed, <laughs> but it has to be a certain it... way and yeah, a certain exactly. kind of person and certain kind of food. Y'all are making me hungry, and I just put my pretzels away. Damn it. Perry, stop it. Yes. Behave. I, I warned you to behave, Perry. Damn it, Perry. Oh, I can't wait to get to the first damn it artisan. Yeah, me too. But even like Nate's looking at um pretzels are not great on microphones. It's for the gag, Perry. It's for the bit. <laughs> But anyways, even like Nate's looking at the back, like, oh, oh shit. I got stop the murder. <laughs> Elliot flips the she, she leaves and Elliot like takes a nap and he's like, but Nate's like grabbing around and like, no son, no murder. <laughs> I love how Elliot's just like, fine, fine, all right, all right. <laughs> Damn it. Runs again, all right. <laughs> Like, 
fine. I'm not gonna commit murder today. He's like, all well, right, fine. That scene, anyway. He does kill the butcher, Kiev. Yeah, well, finish it. He has Maybe. no way. He doesn't kill the butcher. He should have. He knocks him Fair enough. out. <laughs> but Nate's just like, find the money. Just find the money. The sooner you find the money, the sooner we can get out of here. If it then like tagging him sweetener in the like in their van and they're like, imagine if we have bugs planted all over the house. Like, and then the scene yeah. comes the hardest and then it's hardest and planting bugs everywhere. <laughs> but he has a uh, he has a five gallon bucket. It's not even like a metal tin. It is a five gallon plastic bucket. Not like my brother would put his baseballs in. <laughs> The fact that these guys have so much plot armor that nobody notices the bugs is ridiculous. No, because one of the bugs he puts is, like, right under the light, where you can see it in the mirror. Yeah. Plot armor. Plot armor. That is... Yeah. <laughs> Carry a baseball, Barry. Oh, we have four. Thank you. Watch one of them. Oh. Make- Hi, Jeff. They He and Perry do AFC East, which is the other NAFCO podcast. So, yeah. Hi, Jeff. Welcome to the chaos. So, <laughs> An hour worth of chaos so far. Yeah. Oh so, anyways. But <laughs> Heather's telling being a... Heather's being a bitch to Maria again about like putting her college friends in the back. Yeah, because this is where Parker is making Taylor for and the bridesmaid dresses. Perry, you don't need to be telling Jeff about that. About <laughs> Perry, behave. Y'all just rewatch the stream when this is over. Look, and you'll forget. Wouldn't you God. appreciate it? Why why did you have to put me in a spotlight? Because you're my partner. Don't be doing that, babe. <laughs> no, Wouldn't all you... your friends are gonna be judging me. Y'all put me in the fucking spot. Okay, what? <laughs> Is that how like you would feed me? Oh, that's adorable. Shut up, Alex. <laughs> Poor Alex. No. Make Alex, I will do the thing. Oh, my God, you too. I'll do okay, it. I swear to God. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, babe. Carrying on. So, I got in trouble. Sophie gives Heather. Hey, no. Perry? Oh. <laughs> Give her enough money for a plane ticket, and maybe there will be. Yeah, you gonna <clears throat> you gonna send me money for a plane ticket? No, 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 no. Totally joking, I swear. But carrying on, carrying on, carrying on. So Sophie comes in, and then 
in Parker's tailor in one of the bridesmaid dresses for the um, the maid of honor. And her name's Cindy. These bridesmaid dresses. They were ugly as hell. They were ugly. Like, I'm not a dressy person. Like, I don't like dressing you. Harry, kind of no. Oh, the fuck am I missing? I'm just gonna. You don't want to know, babe. You don't want to know. <clears throat> and then. <laughs> funny as it was like, Heather, was that you? Screaming my name. <laughs> Fucking bitch. And then, and so, and Heather's like, I want to know your thought, like your opinions on like the bridesmaid dresses. And, and Sophie's like, oh, yeah, like, they look good. And Cindy's like, poor Cindy. She's like, you don't think it makes me look fat? And then uh, Sophie's trying to be supportive. She's like, no. Like, she's shaking her head no. Like, you look great. Then fucking Parker. With the casual fat phobia. But Parker also has no filter and no sense of social. Fair enough. Whatever, so... Mm -hmm. But like, but he, Sophie's like, Sophie's trying to like get away and is like, why do you think, why do you think I let out the ways to make you look like, make you look like skin, like make you look less skinny? I'm like, I get that Parker says, but understand how people work, but like, still, like. Like, as, like, someone who identifies as a female and has had to, like, wear dresses, like, and, like, the way I'm designed, like, I do have, like, a bit of a pouch, which usually most, at least, female identifying people have, just because of how we're designed. But, like, it... Like, I used to have, like, body issues because of that. And used to, like, hate how I look in the mirror. So, like. Yeah. I I also had some of that issue, too. Mm -hmm. Especially because growing up, I did more things that seemed more male. Air mm -hmm. quotes. Still getting used to the camera here. Um then um female and my stepmom would always grill on me about that and it was like mm. yeah so it sucks so like that scene i was like no yeah. parker what are yeah. you doing yeah that's why i wear baggy clothes because it's i mean it makes sense for parker's character because like she doesn't understand the meaning behind her words sometimes <laughs> whatever but true and also like parker's used to like have to back like factoring in weight for like rigs for literally everything she does yeah because yeah. she sees everything as like a target to steal or break in or whatever yeah yeah, yeah but then like like sophie's trying to cover for parker then 
fucking bitch Heather. She is such a fucking bitch and a hater. It's like was like, yeah, Parker's right. It's like I was like, oh suck it up, Cindy. You'll be fine. I couldn't agree more. Finally, someone knew like gets it. By the way, I Cindy. By the way, I have the live stream open on my phone so I can see all the comments. <laughs> I, uh, oh god! I'm, I still have the Twitter stream too. I have the Twitter stream open. That was like, the barber's like, "How much do you weigh? A buck fifty? Like, no. Parker. How much do you weigh, Parker? I mean." Okay, so where does it go next? Because I know Parker has to make up for the bridesmaid because of that comment. Yeah, but then we get freaking Nate openly talking, like, in the hallway, out talking out loud on the comms. Idiot. <laughs> yes, you're smarter than this, Nathan. And but then we get introduced to Adam. The groom. Adam's the groom. And Adam is so sweet and naive. Like he went whale watching for his bachelor party. Like I would seriously, I, like the man could have done the typical male route with like strippers or whatever. But do like, guys even no. do that anymore? Like, or is that just a movie cliche at this point? Perry, you want to weigh in since you're a man? <laughs> I'm sure there's one or two people that actually do it, but is that just a movie thing nowadays? I don't know. And to be honest, I I don't want to find know. out. But like, I don't. I don't think I want to find out. Never mind, Perry. <laughs> Watch, Perry's already typing. No, he just said he found it to be a movie cliche. So true. That I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and and if I wasn't terrified of the ocean, I honestly would probably go whale watching. You're terrified of water in general. I kind of am. <laughs> he accepts a drink from Moscone. After trying to deny him. But yeah. he gives in awesome. But then this like really big dude dude comes in. He's like he's like as he's like one of those guys that's like as tall as he is wide. One of the uh, security you can security, tell security guys and he's like but he comes in, sees Nate's there as the priest and he's like, Excuse me, father. <laughs> so like <laughs> I was re-listening to this episode of uh, Let's Go Steal a Podcast. I was re-listening to the Wedding Job episode. And they like we're talking about how like this dude's like a dallion. <laughs> but the guy says to Moscone that um, one of their friends... Like their friends from Brooklyn are on the line. Yeah. So Nate's leave and it's like, Hardison, get the feed from the office phone. Well, it's more like... Hardison off his phone, get me the feed. 
It's it's moments like that because Nate doesn't ask for anything nicely. Yeah, it's moments like that that make you realize just how much plot armor these guys have. True. But anyways, they go back in HQ. They're all sitting in the conference room eating pizza. Which actually had pizza for lunch. And uh, and they're going through everything. They're listening to the conversation and their plan. And then Nate gives this whole speech about weddings and how they're such a big con and everything. Oh yeah, he's like, you can never understood weddings. You know, the endless toasts and the dresses and the crying. And he's basically saying how like a wedding's just one giant con. It is though. I mean, <laughs> and it's funny is they're all like chuckling, but then Sophie's like, huh. Aren't you romantic? He just leaves, but Nate like smirks and cocks his his head and he's like, all right. Okay, but Nate was married and Catholic. (laughs) He's not wrong. When it comes to these big weddings like we're seeing in this episode, it's essentially one big con. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's supposed to have like 400, 500 guests on it, or in this case, 200. At least 200, according to Elliot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's um, not even included. I guess that could include, like, crew. Or, yeah, crew. That probably includes, like, the, yeah, that probably includes, like, the the crew and also maybe the catering staff as well. Catering staff, yeah. But then we get an interesting conversation between Harrison and Elliot. Harrison's oh, grabbing another orange soda from the fridge. Which is why I'm drinking orange soda because it's a favorite drink, which is what the bit was for. Yep. And Alex is it's mine. Soda it's my favorite. And the only soda I drink is Monster, which I finished earlier. Oh. And Allie, LA's eating an apple, which of course my mind went dirty. Oh my God. Because <laughs> I love fucking, that makes him want to get naked. And, um,. <laughs> Harrison was like, "You ever been married?" Yeah, because Harrison's like, "No, like no way in hell I'd ever get married. Like it's just a piece of paper." And then he's like, "Elliot, he asks Elliot like if he's ever been married." No, it's like no. Well, but then Harrison (laughs) asks like, "You ever come close?" Elliot says, "No again." But it's how, like he, but it's the way he says it. Harrison's like, "What was the name?" And then he goes <laughs> story about how <laughs> he like chuckles a bit and is like, it was a girl I grew up. Sorry. <laughs> it's like it was a girl I grew up with. And anyway, she married someone else. So Hardison, what did you do? Like, hot damn, what did you do? I was like, what did I do? I lived in I lived in Croatia. The way he says it, he's got so much attitude behind it. He does. walks out. I was just like, see, I would have just gotten fat and opened up a comic book shop. That's the difference between you and me right there. Okay, but Hardison would have. But I find this interesting. Yeah. But I find it interesting. By the time we get to Leverage Redemption, Hardison's basically married to Parker. Okay, but where's the comic book shop? Yeah, Dean. He's too busy running for Elfender. 
doing humanitarian work to open up a comic book shop. And okay. who says he didn't? Well, it's not brought up. Who says that wasn't one in like the in between the eight years? You think the he opened up a comic book shop, shop somewhere, employs people, and promotes creative thinking by introducing a new generation to comic books and a whole new world. All I heard was fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Your friends over here are just having a full-fledged conversation. Yeah, I know. I know they are. I'm I'm keeping an eye on it. And because, like, they basically, by the time season, Leverage Redemption Season 2 comes out, which, by the way, it just got done filming. Have they sent out a release date? They have not. Damn it, Dean. Hey, Perry. Keep the naughty language out of the chat, please. <laughs> Thank you. Damn it, Barry. <laughs> keep it in the keep it out of the live stream. Damn. <clears throat> I apologize. <laughs> <clears throat> Fucking hell. <laughs> but also like in a way. Ellie is kind of married to them too because they kind of promise like they would eventually make it like is like for better or worse because Parker Parker says like tells him in the rundown job episode is she's like like we promise like we promise each other we change for better or worse we change together. Uh, yes, heart. I am ignoring what is being said in chat. I am too, but like I'm reading it. Perry, I'm reading it talking. and like trying to. I'm trying not to laugh. Perry, just go away at this point. Perry, behave. Perry, I told you to behave. Leave. I told you to behave. behave. Leave. And also, um, Ellie kind of says, "Till my dying day." <laughs> so that's wedding vow. And uh, Elliot doesn't just know it yet because he's a dumbass. So, uh, yeah. And also, the woman that Elliot is talking about, like the girl he grew up with that he almost married, was Amy. Oh, yeah, that's right. The two horse job. Yeah, because two horse job. He talks about bullshit, Perry. You're not talking about sandwiches. Now both of you behave. <laughs> Anyways. You two knock it off a sword on. Anyways. Yeah. Because Elliot says like he uh McNearly gave Amy a promise ring and like they were on the track of getting engaged had she not broken up with them. I love how she says that she's always had a thing for guys with one foot out the door yeah because that is sort of elliot because like he's never been the kind of the guy to settle down which i find so cool how in redemption she's proven wrong because elliot in his own version does settle down until she leaves him in a way yeah yeah 
it's not like the white picket fence house, fast car in suburbs with a couple kids. I mean, at least you count Brianna as his kid, which I mean, I do, but that's just me. But well, the whole team would burn the world down if something happened to her. So, right. oh yeah, I fucking love Brianna. <laughs> I mean, who who wouldn't want to do anything for that little one? Uh, she's my gay little shit child, and I love her. Okay, these two are still going on. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. let them. So, anyways, <laughs> fucking hell. So now, <laughs> carrying on. So now, now it's the wedding. So everyone, like everyone's getting it set up. Parker's getting her bridesmaid dress on, and Harrison goes in and <laughs> sees like oh, this. Thank you. One more, maybe. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> and Harrison walks in and sees Parker's like trying to zip up her dress. And he's like, oh. And he's like, whoa, whoa. Like, okay, I should not be here. So Parker's like, it's okay. Like, like zip. She, she literally has like no filter. So it's like, thank you. Jeffrey. Carrying on. <laughs> Carrying on. But like, Harrison does like turn his eyes away and he does like help Parker dress up. And I'm just ignoring. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to ignore the comment section. Harrison. I, I'm trying to, but it's Like, really zips up and Parker's like, uh. Like, Sophie said I should wear it one because it kind of made something to make the like the maid of want to cry and so said it should make it up and like a bridesmaid dresses and all access pass at a wedding i love her to and make it up for that though he's like but looking much better in the same dress yeah you let me see it. like you let me know how that goes like it's it's obvious he's flirting yeah but she doesn't see it because she doesn't know social cues well there's that thing later true but he is like respecting Parker's boundaries. And because, like, because he's like, I don't care. You two are enabling You're enabling it, Perry. Yeah, Perry, you're enabling it. Just <laughs> stop talking. Yeah. But, like, he's doing it by like like Harrison's flirting with Parker but doing it in a way that respects her boundaries and Parker's like you think I look good but Harrison sort of like adjusts the flower on his strap and is like now you're perfect camera in it too Mm -hmm. yes it had a it had a bug as we will find out later and then you just hear fucking Heather screaming on the phone. <laughs> so what's funny yeah. is, like, you see Sophie come in, like, camera pans across, like, the one entryway. And you see Sophie walk in. And you can, like, see the sign, like, fuck this shit, I'm out. 
that's what it was. It was like that TikTok. True. I was like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I was like, I'm out of here. I'm gonna get the book up out of here. Fuck that shit. I'm out. I'm about to be out of here. <laughs> Yo, because she's just like, okay, I'm out of here. Hour and, and then, but Nate, like, he goes in because like Heather's screaming, and she's like, not now, not now. And then she's on the phone, like the finger it's and everything. In the screening room. But yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah. And so Nate turns like, oh, that's suspicious. Like, what's in the screening room? So Harzen's turning on all these bugs. <laughs> that would and be it's a actually kind of genius. That would this be a of, of yeah. ooh, shiny. <laughs> shiny. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of the equivalent of ooh, shiny thing. Literally me. Yeah, and Heather, or Hardison, or this is genius. Hardison has all of his bugs connected to his laptop that he's using for like the DJ. Right. So he can like hear what's going on and like has a map up and where all of his bugs are located. So he uses the bugs to track where they're going. Okay, now I have a question for David. Or anybody mm-hmm. else on the crew that can answer this. So when the when the team leaves one of their jobs, like this one, does Hardison get all the bugs? Like, does he clean them up, and or do they just stay there? Well, I'm assuming he has to clean up his mess. Yeah, probably. He probably cleans it up. I mean, we know they do a breakdown after every job. Yeah. yeah, but they also do a huge gloating thing, too. So where, where does the cleanup take place? After the glow. <laughs> that could work. See, there's a formula to two of these, which I'll discuss later. But, but first, we need to point out. Heather. This fucking bitch. Is wearing white to her stepdaughter's wedding. Hey, don't break the teddy. Which is how you know Heather's a bitch because she's wearing white to her daughter's stepdaughter's wedding. Aside from the comment that she made about Elliot's food, no. Now she's definitely a bitch. Yeah, first she insults Elliot's cooking, which which that looked damn good. Yeah, I true. Want I wanted to try it. I know. Then she wears white to her stepdaughter's wedding. After she basically took over the whole wedding. Yep. Perry, 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 Alex. Do you know anything about a wedding? The no, because he's one, never been married. The only one that is supposed to wear white is the bride. Yes, that and is or the, the flower or, girl. That's well, the only I mean, thing that's I guess technically the, the bride doesn't have to wear white. I've seen yeah, like pe- weddings where people wear black. And I went to my cousin's wedding. Or no, she had on a white dress. Yeah, but it was Halloween like, themed. Pretty obvious. Yeah. And as, to be uh, fair, they're as redneck as it. They're redneck, so 
Yeah. It um, was like the country version version of dressing up. Yeah. As uh, I was but, a junior bridesmaid, so I actually wore white with a blue sash. All of us did. Okay, that is slightly uh, different because yeah, and it was it wasn't really like white white. It was like an off white. Um, yeah. When it comes it to white good. white, the only one that's yeah. supposed to wear it would be the bride. Yeah. If the bride is wearing white, no one else should. No one else should be wearing white. That is the rule. The silent rule. Well, it's more like the known unknown rule. Yeah. And like, if you wear white at a wedding. And you're not the bride, you're immediately an asshole. Yes, and it's usually the bitch mother-in-law. It's either the (laughs) mother or the mother-in-law, whoever wants the most attention. Which is, honestly, why? Because I have family that would probably wear white to a wedding, which is why I probably wouldn't invite them to a wedding. If if I would need that one. Moving on. (laughs) And then we see like this music as tense as like we see Nate seeing Heather um, greet a man named Sergey like kiss on the cheek. She's like Sergey and does like the that was actually the, spot on. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. I I love how the show shows us the flashbacks and how they did mm-hmm. it. <laughs> And we also learn that one of the goons is there is the butcher of Kiev. That Sorry. they should have explored that story between the butcher and Elliot a little bit more. Like I know that yeah. wasn't in the episode. True. Well, because we, well, that, Nate's yeah, because but, but yeah, Nate's like, everyone, stop what you're doing. Meet me in, in the southwest corner now. Yeah. It's like shit just got interesting. The butcher is here. I love how Elliot's just oblivious at first. They're at the mansion. Or what do you mean? Where are they at, Barry? Because <laughs> Nate's on like a balcony, looking down, and yeah, they're at like the, the outside, like right now. And then they like everyone's NASCAR. sort of just dining, drinking champagne. Yeah. Oh, NASCAR. They, Sorry, Barry. They all meet in that corner. Yeah, but they also meet in the quarry. Nate's in the like corner. butcher's here. And, it's funny so it's like hey like what's going or no hold on before we get to that sorry no no because this is this this we need to talk about because sophie goes to talk with maria tell nate like she'll be down in a minute and poor maria's crying she's in her wedding dress she's crying her stepmother's being a bitch she took over the wedding this isn't what she wanted she just wanted to marry Adam. In a small wedding. In a but... small wedding. But Heather told her to, that like her dad needed it so we could wind it down with his business people. Which is literally just a cover so he doesn't die. <laughs> yeah. But then Sophie like starts projecting her own issues. Again with nay because neither of them are good at communicating surprisingly and they both are projecting their shit onto the god i mean <laughs> she's not wrong you don't want to put your faith in a man you know what that is very true 
which is probably why I am not dating a man. Same. Just saying. Just saying a woman or anyone else has never let me down, but men have, so... Oh yeah, we we could go into a whole segment about that. What's not? We should basically end up both, or both. We would end up talking about our shitty dating lives. So let's not do that. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Thank you, Perry. Yes. <laughs> well, you're straight, Perry. You wouldn't date a man. I'm not straight. Yeah, neither am I, Perry. Then again, I also don't identify as female, so, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you can see, though, that there's a shot in it walking down the steps, and you can see him shaking his head like, oh, boy. That's like, true, Perry. Here we go. Yes, you, you are, Perry. Perry says <laughs> that uh, all guys are shitheads. <laughs> yes, you are all shitheads. <laughs> and, uh, but then the final thing Sophie tells Maria, giving her a tissue, is do not put your faith in a man. Which just makes Maria cry worse, actually. Yeah. And then, so, like, they all meet in the corner, and now it's like, hey, what's going on? I got bacon on. Of yeah, it's exactly, Perry. Exactly, Perry. <laughs> We should be talking about the live stream, Perry. You should be asking questions about the live stream and about the show. Yeah, now, Perry, you just proved you just proved the point. <laughs> I think that was the point, though. I know. That's what I mean. He cemented the point even further. No, no, you know what I just realized? What? Alex, well, Alex is the only one of us. Dating a man. Yep. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Alex. <laughs> hey, I actually got lucky. He's actually a nice guy and actually treats me with respect. He, he does. He does. I, I will. Granted, I will say that. I will say that. I will he's say older that. than me, though, so he's got more maturity. That's not always a good thing. <laughs> oh no! Where did Alex go? Alex, where'd you go? Alex. Alex, where'd Alex go? Alex, <laughs> Alex, Alex, hold on, Alex, where you, where you at? Hang on, hang on, difficult difficulties. Hold on, hold on. This happens. At uh, least I know she disconnected, Perry. <laughs> Thanks for stating the obvious, Perry. I don't know why she disconnected. <laughs> I wonder if she's still watching. Ah, there we go. I don't know what happened. There we go. It doesn't Sorry, it would bug me if it wasn't in the same spot. <laughs> All right, so carrying on. So Parker, or Elliot's like, Parker is like, the butcher's here. And now it's like, does he have the baby land jobs? Totally oblivious. <laughs> and Harrison's like, no, I just the butcher really, oh my of 
Kiev. You think he'll it's like you? Flashback to Elliot Get, kicking the getting choked head. out, fire burning behind him like he's in hell. Yeah, we should getting choked him. out. Which all right, so the actor who plays the butcher Kiev, we're gonna talk about him for a second. <laughs> Anthony the, the longest. Who was in Roadhouse? <sighs> He's also a that yeah. I my mom was a Patrick Swayze fan, so I was too. No, yeah, Roadhouse. Patrick Same. Swayze. He played. I think it was Ketchum. Finally, Perry's on is track. Who, Roadhouse, yes. And he is also a sword and bullwhip master and choreographer. And he was the bullwhip trainer for Indiana Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Ooh. And he also is the one who trained Christian Kane. Well, and so, yeah, this guy is like a master of swords, knives. I think I saw in his IMDb bio that he was like a champion knife thrower. He's basically a guy you wouldn't want to piss off. Yeah, he's the kind of guy True. you would not want to piss off. Yeah, and he also is the one who trained Christian Kane. Do you so? I'm not even. So yeah, just some interesting information okay. for ya. I, I love how Nate's like. You think he'll recognize you? Elliot has that flashback. Yeah, I think he'd recognize. Yeah, I think he'd remember me. Yeah, then it's revealed they went under. They like they went in under fake names because Nate's like, how like did we miss this? Like, and Harrison's like. Guess whoa, whoa, hold up. First off, brother, like, turn down the sass. <laughs> and he's like, like the guest listed and raising red flags with the FBI. Then it's revealed they wanted his big names, which you think that'd be fucking obvious. Right. Because yeah. one of the FBI agents makes a comment about, about there being a lot of Smiths at this party. Yeah. <laughs> You think a professional like Hardison would pick up on that? Exactly. But I mean, to be fair, he was also making bugs, getting the other aliases ready. Yeah. Yeah, he was kind of distracted. So, yeah. But Nate's like, okay. I think it's like, okay, I'm, we're going to get a plug. Smith seems suspicious. No yes. shit, Perry. Yeah. <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, like there's a killer who's going to ID Elliot. Like, we're not prepared for this. We're going to pull the plug. I mean, at the van in two minutes. So if it's like, I'm staying, then they're like, excuse me? And Nate's like, it's the Butcher of Kiev. 
Harsons. Harsons. <laughs> Do you want to say it, babe? <laughs> exact quote off the top of my head. But he's I, like, this is the butcher. He can make cookie have with, with all our asses. Kick me, Kirk. You have a whip all our ass. This is the butcher. Yep. Yep. Okay, but let's think about Elliot for a second. You know, why the fuck not? How many people in his career has he pissed off or fought or almost killed, just like the butcher, where he could get recognized at any moment? How come this hasn't happened either before or even afterwards? To quote Jamie and Beth from Thief Steals the Podcast and Jabber Picks the Podcast. Plot, plot, convenience, convenience, convenience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think the only time that is ever brought up again is in the studio job where that fan page is made about him. Yes. yes. Saying that um, oh, did you he's, scream he's however many countries or whatever. Yeah, like, Artisan, like, whatever happened to this is what I do. I'm like, why don't you do some Elliot Foo on them? And I was like, I can't. I don't think that's gonna work this time. I don't think that's gonna work this time. <coughs> you horn of screaming fangirls. <laughs> Honestly, though. <laughs> look at that. Oh, shit. <laughs> look at oh, shit on his face. Oh, to be a lady on set that day. Yeah, that would have been fun. Oh, to be a little I, I would have tripped and fallen on my face. <laughs> huh. Yep. All right, Busting my on. face open. <laughs> like fucking That'd Oklahoma. That'd be a story. Yes. And then I'd be <laughs> laughing on the pavement oh. in pain, obviously. <laughs> okay, carrying on, carrying on. So then Sophie's like, is this about, is this fear? But fear of the Russian mob or fear of intimacy, and they're all like, Oh, shit, oh here, like, we here we go. <laughs> and Sophie's like, I made a promise to Teresa in that bride in there. What's her name? Yeah, <laughs> like, it was like, I made a promise, so like, I'm staying, and like, you can leave. I'm doing this one on my own if I have to. And I love it's how like, they all agree to stay, and it's like, Okay, fine. Like, fine. Parker, Harson, Sophie, find the money. Elliot, stay away from the butcher. <laughs> <laughs> just once the border, it's like, um, that's gonna be a like, Just stay away from the butcher. <laughs> One simple order, and he still fucks up. Exactly. He just obeys the and chain of command. And to appreciate the wedding. Which, again, Nate projecting on the con. Okay, Basically but- saying how marriage is a contract and contracts are lousy vehicles for happiness. True. Nate, you were married. Oh, that's why he's saying it. That is probably exactly. why he's saying it. You're right. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, it was his own fault. Yep. Well, hold on. <laughs> Kind of. When I say when I say it's his own fault, I mean he didn't take the Perry. Yes, you should Perry. You should. 
It's it's funny. free on Amazon Freebie. Seriously, how have you not watched it yet, Perry? Damn. It is a very awesome show. It's addictive. It's like, like potato it chips. It is very addictive. It's like <laughs> it is like potato chips. I first watched it when I was like twelve years old. I've been hooked on I only time. watched it a couple years ago because I was Same. bored. And now this. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And what's even funnier is <laughs> is we met because she did leverage fanfiction. Yeah, that, that is seriously. <laughs> that, seriously, I got into leverage just watching it one day. And so I because it got into leverage, I wrote fan fiction and then, because I loved the show. And you both saw it. Yeah. And messaged and, me. Every once in a while when I watch a show that I like, I go online and see if there's any fan fiction about it. Just to see, you know, people's perspectives on the show or, you know, maybe yeah. ideas for another fan fiction that I could do for a different thing or whatever. Yeah, because... Um, and then if you ask your fan fiction... The Reddit, Hitters Girl. Yeah. And eventually follow you on other social media you followed me back we started talking one thing yeah because you were like because you follow me on twitter for or tiktok sorry you followed me on tiktok and and i was like i found your tiktok was because you put it in i did put it because one of the one of the chapters in leverage redemption i think yeah it was it was the um the rolling on the river job because chapter because yeah. they mentioned tiktok so i was like and one of the authors i was like hey if you want to follow me on tiktok yeah and I got right away and then you messaged me because i followed you back yeah almost immediately i kind of panicked because <laughs> and that's what you were messaging me is like because you didn't expect yeah. me to follow you back and then now we're dating yeah <laughs> absolutely love that story okay now it's gonna be like the freaking craziest story ever, though. You gotta admit, like, yeah, like when we're both famous and we're like talking, like we're doing interviews or something, and we get asked, like, "Oh, how'd you meet?" Well, <laughs> well, funny story. Here we go. Back in two thousand eight. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> we have laugh. to drag Alex into it because we're all yeah. friends. And- yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I, well, I met Alex well. before I met you. Yeah, because you guys. But were the podcast uh, for we, a while. so it was more like we both kind of dragged you into our bullshit. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty you didn't much. Drag very hard. Yeah, that's true. Okay, but Nate's whole speech, like when you really think about it from his and Sophie's perspective, it's actually emotional because he's like telling her something without telling her something. Yes, so. Yes, it did. It started in 2008. Hold on, let me. Yes, this episode aired in 2009, but the first episode aired in 2008. Yeah, and I was. In December of 2008, and it actually is a result of the 2008 financial crisis. Because the original creators of 
uh, you know, the original creators of Leverage, uh, John Rogers and Chris Downey, wrote Leverage. I'm pretty sure those are both Perry. <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs> I'm just focusing everybody. Okay, but... Yeah, it's cool. It's based on the 2008... Or it came out of the 2008 financial crisis, I should say, because it came... Because right. after that was when Chris Downey and John Rogers started creating the show and then Dean Devlin picked it up and started producing it and he helped it. I'm not answering that question, Perry. But anyways, yeah, that's how sort of leverage came to be was it was well, the the first episode you said was in December of that year, two thousand it was December two thousand and eight, I believe. Yeah. I would have I was born in 2001, so I would have... I was born in 2003. Somebody do math. December 2008. I was born October 2001. Somebody do math. I suck. Um, you said 2001? Yeah. October you were, 2000. You were seven and a half-ish. Seven, seven and seven, three months. Eight, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Almost eight. Yeah, like seven, almost eight. And I was nine when that came out. And yeah. I didn't start watching Leverage until a couple of years later. Uh, and yeah. I immediately got hooked. Thank yeah, you. I, yeah. You see, I started watching a couple of years ago because I was bored. And from the first time fucking Oklahoma yeah. came on the screen <laughs> yep. with his rattlesnake smile and Southern okay. charm and those blue yeah. eyes oh. of his beating the crap oh. out of those four goons. Then okay. J.D. Smirk, as he said, this yeah. is what I do. I, I, yeah, I was hooked. The funny okay, thing so is for like, me how I, I found 12. it which freaking hilarious. The way that I found oh, this show actually, is hilarious. Actually, hold on. Perry brings up an interesting point here. Is he says, I like when films refet reflect darker realities what's interesting though about leverage is it it does but there's almost this sense of catharticism that comes with leverage seeing these bad guys get taken down by these uber confident competent sorry people and it's sort of like how people wish that there was a leverage team back then that like Hell, we helped, need a leverage helped team people. Now. Yeah, exactly. we do. Exactly. But um, I was going through a ton of shit at that age. So, and, and the first episode I saw was the two horse job. <laughs> that, 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 that was the first episode I ever saw. But I needed that show oh, yeah. at that age. Perry, if you do end up uh, watching Leverage, two horse job. It's um, it, I'm just, it's a bit spicy. It's a bit yep. spicy. <sighs> yep. But we hear Christian singing, so yeah, because it's a it's their job, Perry. That's why every episode has do. job in it. It's, it's their job. <laughs> That's why it's the blank job. Yeah, it's their job. The the episode <laughs> names 
each one is related to a con that they do. Yeah, like like this one, the wedding job, because it takes place at a wedding, the Nigerian job, because they play, do use Nigerians, homecoming job, because it's about military people coming home from the military. Uh, three was three was two horse job. It's like two horse jobs because there were two horses involved. Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's pretty obvious when you actually yeah. watch yeah. the Yeah. Yeah. So uh Okay, where were we? Yeah, carrying on because we talked about this for way too long. Yeah. We were uh so basically, but what's funny is when then it like cuts Elliot cooking and Parker comes up and is like uh like only place left for the money is the screening room. Which is like, what they like heard. go. <laughs> she wants Elliot to look at the screening room and now it's like this peach is not gonna push themselves, Parker. He's busy he's like, with cook. He is enjoying he's taking this role very seriously. I know. And it's kinda cute. <laughs> <laughs> He's he's way in it. He's, he's he is way in it. I honestly feel like if the team would have left just right then and there, he wouldn't notice until like the day after. Yeah, or he wouldn't notice when like he went to go find them to like get his ride home. <laughs> like, like, Where the fuck is everybody? Honestly, if that would have happened, that probably would have been our first damn it, Harness. Or. Or it could have been like a damn it, Nate. Uh, but anyways, what's funny though is, and she Parker's like, okay, Emerald, and Elliot me that she leaves now. It's like, what did you say to me? And Parker's like, you heard me, <laughs> and leaves, and he's like, yeah, bam. <laughs> it's like the paprika, or he takes like whatever he was cooking with he takes like a sprinkle of it throws it in the pan like bang. i love the little sibling banter though that was adorable i i the, the bam's adorable i'm sorry it is okay but he he was really into the cooking though. he was really into you the could cooking. tell I know. more than just the acting yeah yeah christian enjoyed that way he too did. much all right so c- continuing on Nate's still projecting his own issues into in, in this speech, the initiating. but he's also stalling for time. So like he is kind of stalling, but drawing but, from personal experience. Yeah, because he's mentioning like running around rooftops in Paris. Yeah, where have we seen that before? Yeah. <laughs> Serves it. Yeah. There. <laughs> And he says how like marriage is more like pushing a shopping cart at Home Depot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's hard basically. But you can see that there's a moment of recognition though on Sophie's face where like she realizes he's like talking to her. Yeah. Which I'll get more into that in a minute. But Parker breaks into the screening room. But what's funny is she like looks at like like a watch or whatever she was wearing. And like she picks it, it takes like three seconds for her to like pick the lock, but she sees it took her three seconds, and you can see in like the sound, like, damn it, expression. The kid in the beginning had her time and like, yeah, because the daughter at the beginning, 
Yeah. So Parker must not have beat that time. Yeah. And Nate's just going on and on and on. And even Moscone is like, moving along. But it buys Parker time to it get does Parker time. Room and find, but then, well, he didn't yeah, find it in time, but she mm-hmm. looks. Yeah. But and Nate, then yeah. the speech gets through and Nate gets done and, you know, yeah. kiss and the, the bride, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You may now kiss the bride and everyone's cheering. Nate spots Moscone leaving. And he's yeah. They're about to go into the screening room. Yeah, they find out basically they're about to go into the screening room, and that's when we find out that or Parker hides because she can't get out. Because there's only one door. No, there's only one door, and they're about to go through it. Yeah. So, um, in the most obvious spot ever. Behind the curtain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then. Like Moscone and Sergey go to do the deal, but it turns out there's no money in the briefcase. And which causes Sergey to pull a gun on Moscone. And they go into this whole thing of how Moscone killed uh yeah. what was it, Sergey's brother? Yeah, it was Sergey's brother. Yep. And so that's like the twist that the guy that we saw shot at the beginning of the episode. Was Sergey's brother. Yeah. And, and then Parker. And then, like, is Nate she, is realizing that it's something to do with Heather. Yeah. Which I'm surprised it honestly took him that long to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess, like, he could have passed off, like, the introduction with the kiss cheeks as, like, being Italian. But it's the phone call that really is like, because why would she say it's in the screening room? Yeah. So, yeah, Sophie gets her phone, and that's how they find out that Heather called Sergey. Right. Thank you for hanging out, Perry. I'll be around. And you really should check out Leverage. It is an awesome show. I ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. Hey, you can't be getting paid for this. <laughs> yeah, so. And, uh, but Elliot runs into the butcher. And then what's funny is we get another flashback to Elliot hitting the but like, we get back he to butcher in the face with with the flaming board and that's why he has like this big nasty burn scar. Yeah. So everyone's dancing and basically are on the reception floor. Basically so if it's like why would Heather give all this up for a bag of money? And Nate's <laughs> basically Uh, basically, it's easier than divorce. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You find your husband, he gets killed by the mob. You get the bad offshore accounts in your name. <laughs> but then Heather is now missing, so Sophie goes to find her. So Elliot 
very easily takes on the two goons that are with the butcher, and then we get Elliot fighting the butcher. All right, let's skip to the end of the fight scene. Our favorite yeah. part, we all know it. Yeah, well, it's there's though some interesting use of props, a la Jackie Chan style. Because John Rogers worked on the Jackie Chan adventures. So he worked with Jackie Chan. Yeah, but it's funny. So Parker is it but what's is there, I like the way the scene is shot. Because like when Elliot's fighting the butcher, it go they shot it actually at a higher shutter rate. Which is why it's like feels so shaky and jittery and fast paced, is because they literally shot it at a higher at a faster shutter speed, which is basically how fast the shutter's going. You get more images per minute, which means it goes faster and yeah, which adds to like the intensity of this fight. And also Parker gets Moscone up because she pretends to be drunk and is meeting the DJ for a quickie. I love and, how later she explains that to Hardy. And he's like, what? Yeah, so end of the fight. Elliot is like against the table, getting choked. He grabs a rolling pin, and you expect him to just take the rolling pin and it would break go whack. Let's be honest. But what's interesting is he takes <laughs> he takes the rolling pin, uses grabs, it to pull the tray of appetizers to him. Who shoves him in the butcher's face? And because it's the lemon juice, it burns his eyes, and then Elliot's able to take the pan and whack him across the face with, across and the head with it, knocking him out. A minute so later, that, Nate comes in. Yeah, but then as Elliot's like, it's the lemon juice. <laughs> <laughs> then Nate comes in, sees the chaos. Elliot's breathing heavy. Did you just kill a guy? And the guy's with the It's like, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Christian's delivery of that line alone. So he is a funny exactly. act. Like, <coughs> what's so it cool about like, the show, though, is it does balance like the intensity with the funny. I don't know, baby. It's like, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, and then <laughs> this is when Parker tells Harrison that she got out of the screen room by pretending she was drunk and they were meeting for a quickie. <laughs> Harrison, what's funny, though, his heart it turns his head like what <laughs> what what like what camera cuts out nate finds a bag of money and tells elliot to like put the money in this car and gives him a set of keys and we don't find out till later if you don't find out late until later which car it was but but nate also like his sort of final order is well not well yeah kind of final order is after he gives the keys to elliot he's like all right, we have to end the wedding. Get Adam and Maria out immediately. Right. And they go. Hardison fakes a weather thing and sends them on their Which, way. Yeah, because Hardison says that like there's a storm brewing in the Rockies, and if Maria and Adam want to make it to Kansas, <laughs> they have to go. Yeah. So they send him off and what's sweet though is adam goes up to me and is like i'm sorry this day didn't turn out how you wanted it 
Emery's like, it did. And they smooch. You're so happy. You're such a lame romantic. It's kind of annoying. Hey, babe. Being a romantic is fun, okay? Trust I'm an me, awesome I'm, romantic. I'm the one that wants to take her to Paris. Oh, God. <laughs> that is true. That's true. Carrying on. <laughs> Nick and Nate. Nate. Dramatic motherfucker he is. Just walks up to Sergei in, in Russian, just saying he's a dead man. And it basically puts Moscone's men on him. But it's funny, like the big dude from earlier is like, What denomination are you exactly reverent? Then <laughs> Nayla goes in, she's like, uh, But then here's Sophie, like, and his sponsor was like, It's with me a sec. Or in the calm, sorry. But Nate, you are in a crowd. Yeah. And you were talking to someone. <laughs> but like everything is already over. The guy's probably focused on what's going on. It's not like yeah. But then Sophie finds Heather and she's like, hey, you miserable shrew. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to bother those kids again. And you better brush up on your Russian because your husband's about to discover you're the one who sold him out. And Heather's like, this fucking line. Heather's like, you're not Mary Poppins. You're just a bitch. With the bag. Whack Sophie with the luggage, which Sophie, darling, sweetheart, there was at least two seconds a reaction time. You could have moved. Yeah. Is it like she smacks over with the luggage? She goes down, and so it's like, "Ow, that hurt!" And then she's Heather's just fucking out of there. She's like, "Nate, I lost her." Like. Sophie, you would have fucking lost her if you would have just died. <laughs> then, like, Nate and Elliot are in the kitchen. Elliot's nursing. Both of them are nursing a couple glasses of whiskey. Go figure, right? Well, to be fair, Elliot did. He kind of... Like, he, he I know he won the fight. Out. He won the fight, but he but did kind of get the... Crap, beat, crap. Yeah, he did. So he deserves a drink. Yeah, and Nate's just whatever. Nate's just an alcoholic. Yep. And then Masakuna comes in and is like, where's my wife? Like, where's my wife? And Nate's like, your wife is gone. So he goes. rest of the team meet up in the kitchen and they're like, what happened to the cash? Yeah. And then we get that. But then see Sophie like has because she's like, Nate, what have you done this time? And we find then Moscone's changing the password so Harrison's able to write him down. And also we get a flashback to re- revealing that the trunk that Elliot put the cash in was Adam and Maria's getaway truck, getaway car. 
the whole just got married, strings of cans, and then and ah oh, that ah oh, that Taylor Swift song is in my head. Which one? Getaway car. <laughs> Damn it. That's actually a really good song, by the way. It is a good song. And it's kind of an OT3 song. True. Anyways. <laughs> it was funny. It's like, Elliot's like, don't spend it all in one place. They probably did, though. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but funny is Sophie then walks up to Nate and is like, so, Padre, a wedding's just a big con, huh? And then she goes to leave and it's like, I've said that with the bad thing. I just have a smirk, though. He's not wrong. He is not not wrong. But it's just like the way he said it. It was like foreplay. What what is it foreplay with those two? Honestly. Oh, we'll get more into that when they actually start. <laughs> Whatever it is they had. Oh no. Actually, the next episode is the Malhydrob. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to be mentioning a certain thing from the gag reel in that episode. Wait. All right, let's There's no one. gag reel for season one. No, it has a clip of that blooper bit on from the behind. The yeah, they do. This that was from a different. It might have been one of the deleted. Is it one of the deleted scenes? No, it's where she Beth goes like that and does the I dream of genie bit on the plane. That's DB Cooper job. The DVD yeah. Cooper job. Yeah, that that's what I'm thinking of. I can't wait to get to that one. Uh, that true. one's gonna be pretty hilarious. Right, Keep your ahead. episode straight, Alex. Yes. We're all right. We're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, I'm tired, okay? My brain doesn't want a brain. All right, carry on. So, but you can see, like, Parker leaves to follow Sophie. And you can see her, like, her body language and her expression. It's like, get me out of this damn thing. (laughs) Which is honestly how I feel sometimes after coming home from work. You know, like, you get home from work. You stole your uniform. You can steal your uniform. You got a bra on. First thing you do when you get home, if you got boobs, take off the bra. Exactly. For me, it's I, I wear I have to wear scrubs for my job. The first thing I do is I go I take the things off and I get in the shower. I have to wear a belt, so first thing I do, take off the belt, take off the bra. <laughs> And then I love how it's just um, Elliot and Hardison left in the kitchen, and Hardison's <laughs> just eating the food that Elliot. You no, know, it's like like I'm squeezing the little lemon juice on. He's like, oh, <laughs> nice, nice. This is really good, man. <laughs> and it's Otis and Christian fighting for over the button, <laughs> which, which, because usually the general rule they have on set is. If Aldis and like if Aldis like leave the camera rolling because someone's bound to put the button on a scene, which is how we got the famous slide across the one of floor when in that Nigerian job when Harris is like, ooh, ooh, is because they forgot Aldis was in that scene. 
So yes, given the opportunity, Aldous Hodge or Christian Kane will fight over the button. Honestly, those those parts that they do for times like that, that are some of the best. That's my favorite. Yeah, mine too. And then, um, Nate and Hardison meet outside with um, Moscone a few feet away. Hardison's like, or Nate says, did you take the money? Hardison's like, I left him $5 for $5. And then, of course, Nate has to gloat. Yeah. So he walks over Moscone and it's too tall because Moscone is thinking he's talking about his wife. Because Moscone is like, because Nate walks up and he's like, did you find your wife? Moscone is like, no. And you know what? Good riddance. Like on the day my daughter takes her vows, that woman broke hers to broke uh, or broke hers broke to me. To Can't think of anything lower than that. Just wait a minute, man. <laughs> yeah, that's basically what Nate's <laughs> like. Is like, like, just give it time, motherfucker. <laughs> just give it time. <laughs> what comes around goes around, buddy. I love how Nate, just to add insult to injury, gives him the Bible. Bible. You never know when you're going to have the time. Because you know Nate damn well knows he's going to have the time. Yeah. And also he's got a cigar. And then the FBI is still in their, in their van. Yeah. And yeah, it's true. They get everything on recording. And yeah. When they yeah, get so basic, the, yeah. They think it was all their job and they <laughs> yeah. did an amazing yeah. thing and it, it was adorable. Yeah, because VC like the restaurant's getting ready and they surprise Teresa and her daughter immediately sits on Parker's lap, which I thought was adorable. Kids love Parker, which is kind of concerning because she loves crying. Well, it's I think it's more like kids love Beth. <laughs> That's well, I mean, because at this point, or no, why? Say Beth, Beth does have a son named Pilot. So and um, <laughs> I Christian love how while setting up for like dinner or whatever, they have the news open, like they already know what's happening. Yeah. Obviously, they set it into motion, but like yeah, the the news talks about how Ray or. Is going into prison and confessed, and we get that flashback to the FBI getting mm-hmm. the confession, and because Hardison put a bug in Parker's in the flower, flower. and so now that because they had this confession, Ray's lawyers are able to appeal, and then he's gonna come home. And, and it's funny, Teresa like tells her dad to like, "Daddy's coming home." Yeah, it'll it'll take a couple months, but no, I just realized like because it's right after Teresa says Daddy's coming home that in walks Elliot, wearing a freaking freaking blue muscle shirt, (laughs) guns out, wooden plates of spaghetti. Okay, but that's spaghetti monster plates. Monster plates of spaghetti. That spaghetti looked really good, though. Which, and I Red know. Bandana, he's got the necklace hanging out. He's loose. He's feeling good. He's drinking wine with his buddies. Celebrating a job well done. 
I think my dog fell asleep. <laughs> How? I don't freaking know. But he's sleeping behind me. I'm just gonna do it. Look. If. But I'm not mad of the costuming choices that were made. Of course you're not. Because <laughs> you love him more than you love me. And I'm not mad. Babe? Yes? Cam, <laughs> behave yourself. Make me. Uh, I will. Look. You know what? Try look, me. I... I'm a, look, I'm a quarter Italian myself. I love pasta. Okay, but pasta sounds really good right now. I should make spaghetti for dinner tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry, ADHD. <laughs> it, 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 and I just I just love that, though, how they, like, celebrate by eating, and you don't get the t- typical leverage theme. You get, like, a celebration, like, yeah. it, Italian music. Kind of, which is Nadine haters. Thank you for putting Christian Kane in that blue muscle shirt tank top and red bandana and the blue jeans. Just saying. Moving on. And that's actually the end of the episode. God, Christian's going to hate us. He probably will. (laughs) Moving on. So that's actually the end of the episode. Christian, I'm so sorry for these two. I swear. So I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry, bud. I'm not. I'm not sorry. All right. All right. So projecting onto the con becomes a reoccurring problem. We see it start to happen in this. So, So final notes: projecting becomes a reoccurring problem, basically. And. Adam and Maria deserved a much better wedding. They did. <laughs> Especially because Nate had a... Nate went on and on and on. He for... did. Like, I get why like he was trying to buy Parker time, but damn, dude. Yeah. And Heather is... Heather is such a fucking bitch. Yeah, you said And, like, that. I wish we kind of, like, find out more about, like, what happened to her. Yeah. Like I feel like we should have, ha- we should have gotten at least one episode, or whatever that shows what happened to each of their bad guys. Or if like part of that news story when they're talking about how like Moscone was arrested and then like, and that like after like Moscone's arrest, his wife Heather is now missing. And, and police are trying to her. track her down, and all of his like accounts were drained. Like we got more about like more about that. Yeah. And I also just realized Tackett and Squeeton aren't actually named in this episode. Oh, that's right. I actually don't think we find out their names until season two. Poor guys. <laughs> Alex. And, oh. And also, 
feel like this is the most obvious episode where like it was kind of supposed to be at least before the miracle job because like not only is it like Nate and Sophie are still like trying to figure out like what exactly is going on between them but also Harrison mentions like at the beginning he's like or is it too late to talk about Christmas? So I, I feel like that this one should have been where it was supposed to be. Yeah. Also, the inspiration for this episode was John Rogers liked A Scandal in Bohemia, which is a Sherlock Holmes story. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. And Sherlock plays a minister, and basically one of the things they had wanted was Nate dressed as priest. Yeah, that's... They got that all right. Uh, this was supposed to air before the bank shot job. So we were, we were supposed to have already met Taggart and McSween before we got to that episode. Which I think it plays fine either way. Yeah. Though Parker being like the tailor at this wedding. I didn't kind of like really think about this until recently, but wouldn't it make wouldn't wouldn't it have made more sense for Parker to be like a makeup artist or like a hairstylist? Yeah, that probably would have made more sense. That close to the wedding, yeah. It was only because I feel like the dresses would have already been, like, tailored. Yeah, they should have. And, like, also, (laughs) this episode's kind of very Italian. Like, you got, like, the Italian music. You got the Italian restaurant. The Italian mob. Heather. (laughs) Being your typical Italian mob wife. So, yeah, just. Also, another question. How does Teresa know Sophie? Because it's obvious Teresa ain't a grifter. So, how do you think Sophie and Teresa met? Um, I don't know. On some sort of, like, jump. They might have, like, met on, like, some sort of job or something. Or at, like, a restaurant or something. Like, you with think her, Sophie would have told her the truth? Like, do you think Sophie, like, went to the restaurant? Yeah. Like, to, like, meet a client or something. That's my guess. I mean, I could buy that, like, Sophie, like, for me some work at that restaurant. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. And, like, probably it was either killing time before or after the mark, like, before the mark arrived or after the mark left. And started chatting up Teresa and they became friends. Yeah, that, that sounds about right for her. I could see that. Because it's Sophie. Yeah. And also... Apparently, in the audio commentaries, they talk. They make a joke about how, like, the way Frakes 
directs it's like talking in between the yelling <laughs> oh man so yeah and i also find it interesting how act 3 sort of happens in real time true i didn't notice that until i rewatched it because yeah. the format is basically act act one is and also like how by this episode it's established like the format is client meeting slash the briefing right act two is like the information gathering or the, and the twist yeah and then act three is the heist itself yeah and i like how like every element of like every element of like an element that's in every episode is not only the flashback the gloat and also um the mark has to be taken down by their own sin yeah which i always thought was really good yeah i always love i did love that i'm trying to think I mean, I guess because Moscone, see, Moscone got taken down because of because he messed with the wrong person, and he like or like taken the fall, like he committed a crime, and had someone else still take the fall for him. Heather, and then he's taken down by his own wife, setting him up for her own sort of crime or sin. Because she's taken all the money and running and set up her husband to be murdered by the man who, who, his brother he killed to basically essentially save the divorce. I know what this show is about the team, but I feel like there are a few more characters that could have gotten more story. Like Adam and Maria. Yeah. Like, each episode, you don't really get any callback to previous cases. It just happens, and then it's like the team forgets about it. Unless it's kept in there for a reason. Yeah. Because if, if it was reality, like if we were leverage, you'd think every once in a while we would re reference past cases, past marks. Yeah, I mean, they do... At some points, like the one episode literally takes place, another episode takes place like right after a job. Bank, like, um, during number six job, it's coming back and almost immediately coming back from another con. Bank shot job is it starts in act three. 
of like another what would have been another episode. Yeah. Uh, and the hot potato job, Nate mentions Laos. Um, trying to think what else was mentioned. We're going at three hours. I know we are. So basically, I just like how the, those elements are established by this episode and how we get that because I really love that format and I love those elements. All right. Cameron, do you have any other notes you'd like to add? Nope. Just that I'm going to be here for all of the leverage ones. And uh, if any celebrities or famous people or writers that we have mentioned today see this uh please don't hate us please don't block us we can we do it because we love the show yeah well we're not trying to be psychotic much we're just young adults <laughs> that have nothing to do but talk about our favorite tv shows sure yeah. all right so alex do you have any final notes um no but going back to the freaking fight scene with the butcher, mm. that was freaking hot as hell, honestly. Yeah, it was. Um, look. Okay. Are we done now? <laughs> no, I gotta do my ending. We'll do the damn yeah. ending. <laughs> All right, so. Get it, Alex. All right, so you don't have any other notes? No, nope. And yeah, Alex I do. anything anyway. <laughs> All right, so I would like to once again thank our sponsor, our parent company, napco.org, our electrical consultants, westpasystems.com. You can go to my website, kaylasantelacted.com, and learn more about my credits and other projects I'm doing and all kinds of fun stuff. You can also follow me on Twitter at MissMovieFan underscore 67. You can also follow me on TikTok at moviefan underscore 67. You can follow Alex on Instagram at alexcooper7241. You can also follow Alex on Twitter at alex the underscore alleycat. And also on TikTok at alex the alleycat. And you can also follow Cameron on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Cameron underscore Jansen underscore yeah I'm pretty much everywhere yeah have fun finding me so the next podcast episode me and Alex are going to be talking almost paradise season one episode six rise of the Kalange and I will not be there because my brain can only do so many shows at one time (laughs) well we'll see what happens yeah but the next and then the next leverage episode that cameron will be on is the mile high job oh and i've also mentioned we're halfway through the first season 
yeah, there's 13 episodes of season one. Seven. Yeah, so we're a little over halfway. Shh. Yeah, I didn't mention number seven. <laughs> Are we done now? <laughs> it's is it, literally 11 o'clock where I'm at. Yeah, we're, well, it's, it's almost it's midnight. It's almost 11 here. So yeah, I'm uh, basically I got at the end. There was me and Alex were joking before how like this is rule like number seven, one over seven. We discussed this. Oh my god. <clears throat> we literally just did the ending and now you're gonna go off. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, that's the last thing. Yeah, so make sure to like and subscribe or like follow the podcast, follow the Facebook. Leave a review on iTunes and stay tuned for next time. See you guys. I had fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, including uh, the chaos that ensued. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, babe, for coming on. I'll be around. I know. It was fun having you on again. It was. All right. Thank y'all for joining. See y'all next time. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.